The stories are new, but the spirit is timeless in this hilarious sequel to the favorite holiday classic. Ralphie and his friends, Flick and Schwartz, are almost old enough to drive, which means only one thing to the all-American teenager, and Ralphie has his heart set on a beauty of a car, not to mention a girl to go with it. Unfortunately, he wrecks it before he even leaves the lot, and he and his friends must find jobs to pay off the damage. Meanwhile, the old man continues fighting his suburban war, while Randy plays soldier and Mother stands patiently by to clean up the battlefield. Have new laughs with old friends in A Christmas Story 2. 100% authentic family fun. Oh, fudge. This week on the Made for TV podcast, it's A Christmas Story 2. Ho, ho, ho. And now, your feature presentation. I want an official Red Rider Carbine Action 200 episode made for TV podcast with a co host who's a doc and something that tells me time. You got That's it. A- <laughs> You're going to shoot your eye out. <laughs> there it is. Yeah, good job, okay, Kyle. You'll you shoot your eye it. out. <laughs> I'd rather shoot my eyes out than watch the movie that we watched this week for our that podcast. Been, it wouldn't have been more pleasant, but it would have been quicker. <laughs> you know yes it would have i think that's something well this movie definitely feels like it would have been better if it were quicker so that's that's fair i would take something that was quicker if more painful (laughs) uh hey hey it's our show that was a quick cold open that was a hot hot one we're flying in we're flying in hot let me read i'm gonna introduce this show he's doing for it jesus i'm gonna do it right now Welcome, everybody, to the Made for TV podcast. This is a show dedicated to celebrating and exploring the unique world of movies made exclusively for the small screen. And this... Oh, my name's Kyle. My name is Scott. And this is our Christmas miniseries, our December-long Christmas tradition. I guess tradition. Is it technically a tradition yet? This is the first year we're doing it. You're proclaiming it a tradition, so now we have no choice but to do it until we die every (laughs) year for the rest of our lives. This is our Christmas tradition where we walk through the winter wonderland of Christmas movies that were made for you to enjoy on your couch in front of the fireplace with a warm mug of hot chocolate in hand. Welcome. Welcome. Uh, if I don't have a fireplace, can I set fire to the TV instead? <laughs> For this movie, you may. Yes. Woo! Perfect. And Kyle, I can tell you're really wanting to just jump into things because we have a guest this week. Yeah. A special guest, a returning guest from our most popular episode of all time. Uh, I'm assuming it still is decades from now, our most popular episode. It <laughs> yeah. is... It's 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 my wife, the lovely Cecilia Esmond, hello. here to discuss the sequel to her favorite movie. Hello, wife. <laughs> hello, hello. The people have spoken, and by people I mean me. I begged. Mm. I was like, please put me back on the podcast. That was so much fun. And then now I regret every decision I've made ever since then. So <laughs> it's not true. She's being held at gunpoint. Yes, we know. We know this. Chained up to I the know table this. downstairs. I know yeah. that you're saying these lies th- through your teeth. Well, Scott holds the gun underneath the table. Actually, <laughs> I don't know why it'd be underneath the table because you're just you two are home alone, right? Like he can just hold. Actually, it he has. The there's well, there's Dot's windows. Holding the gun. There's windows. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. Dot is awake, holding the gun, <laughs> holding standing the gun. next to her. 
that's just how it is welcome back dear yeah, welcome my wife welcome we are very happy to have you here i'm sorry that it is for this particular film that you we needed a third to watch. person to commiserate this movie together and this must be sp- like truly devastating for you because as scott you just said this the a christmas story is is your favorite movie yes so i will unironically watch this like any any day of the year it's probably it's it's, it's my favorite movie probably of all time yeah that's i mean i can vouch for the fact that it will be like the middle of summer sometimes and i walk into <laughs> our bedroom and a christmas story is on the tv you just gotta pop it on you know <laughs> okay that's so funny because like i've do- i've done that with christmas music before and i've heard people of like throwing on some christmas music in july or something but i don't know anybody who has watched a christmas movie outside <laughs> of christmas season quote the the only time i ever have i feel like myself is in the if as we discussed last week if you consider die hard a christmas movie i have watched die hard outside of the christmas season and it's only this one so i'm not like watching elf or you know rudolph the red-nosed reindeer yeah you know not one that's like super christmas focused (laughs) or anything no just a christmas Christmas story story. and this one's probably one like when you're I'm guessing when you put it on, you're not like locked in watching it. Maybe you're doing other no, things. No, this is definitely, or... I I find that A Christmas Story is one of those, it's a perfect movie that you really don't need to focus to because each segment is like its own little bubble. And you, you know, if you miss a little bit, you're not missing the whole entire movie. So it's a good one to yeah. just have on yeah. in the background. I think, like, I think Scott and I were talking about this outside of the podcast, but what? Christmas what? You guys talk outside of the podcast? Yeah, I know. Oh I, it's, it's mostly Kyle talking at me and me saying I'm not interested in speaking uh, <laughs> yeah, without it being recorded. Yeah. Hold on. I need to pull out a, a tape recorder real fast. Okay, and yes. go. Oh, I record all of our conversations, Scott. It's every <laughs> single proof. one yeah. for proof and for extra content later. On- uh-huh. He's going to release all those tapes on our Patreon someday. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. Um. What was I saying? Oh yeah, we were, we were talking outside of of the podcast, and uh, we were talking about a Christmas story and how neither of us really know the sequence of the events of that movie because a Christmas story is always one that that is just on as the twenty four hour marathon movie, mm-hmm. and so I have no idea like what scenes come when in the original Christmas story because I always just catch it in the middle of the movie and then like watch the beginning of it too. And then, right. you know, I've, yeah, and it, I've seen that so many times. I probably, I would like to think I would have it nailed down, but if you have the, I mean, the gun's on me right now anyway, I wouldn't yeah, want to say yeah, you're that I know the, yeah. the sequence, order of sequences, but I'd like to think I do. It's, it, it's similarly to the sequel, but in a better way, it doesn't really have any sort of like narrative twists and turns, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. it's really just like the first scene, <laughs> Ralphie establishes that he wants this toy gun and then it's just a series of antics around christmas time of him trying to get that and doing other christmas things you know like there's not like a oh halfway through oh he screwed something up and now he has to do this in order to get it or whatever it's just like like, there's no real he'd ask his teacher she said you'll shoot your eye out oh santa said you'll shoot your eye out okay everybody's like (laughs) nothing's building there's not like a really like there's no real 
plot or like any consequences that come from like any particular like major action there's actions mm-hmm. within those little mm-hmm. mini sequences i do know i do know that christmas morning happens at the end of the movie so christmas <laughs> happens at the end <laughs> even I that, that i always think the movie would be I'm always like, oh, the movie's got to be over. He's got the gun. And then there's still the extra scene of him going outside, actually shooting his eye out, which is the funniest. Yeah. Like, and then the whole yeah, movie is awesome. his immediate, oh my, <laughs> oh my God, God, I shot, shot my, my eye, eye out. out. <laughs> it's wonderful. Yeah. But then it's like, and then it ends with them going out to dinner or whatever on Christmas. And mm-hmm. I'm always just like, oh, yeah, that this is in this movie too. Like, well, then, and even it just after feels that, like it should be they over. have the scene of like the mom and dad having a moment to themselves and it's just like there's you were like okay it's over and there's just like that one more thing yeah it's Good great stuff. so I we i guess uh i guess we're talking since we're already talking about our histories with the movie should we just do that yeah more i guess yeah, i would more. say for me this is also i mean it's not one of my favorite movies like my wife but it is like Probably in my top three Christmas movies that I like to watch every year. It is definitely the movie I've seen the most because my mom was obsessed with it and always had that 24-hour marathon turned on. And even in the car, when they started playing it over the radio, I've heard just listen to the damn thing a million times, too, because they do that in our town. They just play the audio of the movie over one of the radio stations. Um, And so it's like... It's one of those movies that I have a really hard time even judging its quality because it is so, like, ingrained. Like, it just is. It's an it's an item that has always existed, you yeah, know, in my like mind. Yeah, it's not like you can, like, judge it as a cinematic. I don't know how you would do that. It's just like, it's like judging making cookies with your mom on Christmas. You know what I mean? Like, you don't, like, you don't criticize that. Like, maybe you don't... In, you know what I'm like if you yeah, yeah. Yes. so <laughs> I'm sure if I were watching it for the first time I could be like oh I would do this scene differently but because I've seen it so many times it's like that's how that scene goes I have no this notes on how you would change history. it because that's how I'm it watching is. Yes. real life history of this family which I I will say I mean on a critical note the thing I love so much about the movie is the fact that it like we were talking about how it has no real like plot or narrative twists or turns. It really is a movie that is all about just trying to capture the experience of being a kid at Christmas, like capture the feeling yeah. mm-hmm. when you're watching it, you feel like you're watching like this is, it's obviously a very personal story. It's narrated by the guy who wrote it about his life, you yeah. know, and it is very much like you feel like you're in the kid's mind. Just here are the feelings, the the memories, the emotions that you may not have had exactly the same version of, but you have some element of in your life. And it's just kind of like a time capsule of Christmas memories, I guess, which I think is yeah. and the a great narration kind of movie. just adds to it because it's so descriptive and, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. enjoyable to hear how he describes things like he's a, like when he puts on the rabbit costume and he's, <laughs> he's the pink nightmare, you know, like a, yeah. it's just like yeah. great, great wordplay there that is like yeah. you're reading a, like reading a book which is what it's from so good job gene shepherd yeah i think it helps too because gene shepherd was not i mean i think he was a radio personality too for a while or had a radio show so it helps within that narration you can tell he it's that's like his bread and butter like that's what he's so good at and he is it seems like uh this type of story was definitely his bread and butter Mm because if you look at his like 
written works of, or movies. Every single movie that he worked on is some form of the Parker family. Like, here's the summer version. Here's the road trip version. Here's the Fourth of July version. Like, they're yeah, all and just... it's this family, right? Like, it's yeah, like it's sequels, just his family. quote unquote, to this to Christmas Story. Is that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't I know that, that technically. Until today, like when I was looking so, I it think. Up. Only my summer story, and I guess this movie, would you really think of as sequels? Only because my summer story is directed by the same person who made A Christmas Story. Um, And it even opens with a shot of A Christmas Story's ending. Like, Celia and I watched the first, like, ten minutes (laughs) I was a little confused. I was like, wait. Is this just a Christmas story? And I was like, oh, wait, no, different narration. <laughs> yeah. and the, But then um, his other ones are like, one of them is a, a Disney Channel original movie, apparently. <laughs> really? Kyle. <Okay>. Yeah. <laughs> called, this is the worst title I have or ever best, read. Or best title. Ollie Hop Noodles Haven of Bliss. <laughs> yes. That's a decom <laughs> movie. That's awesome. I, I, I don't know if it falls under the official. Because it's too early. It's 1988. Yes. So yes, like, it is too early. So it's just a Disney Channel Presents movie, I believe. But it is it stars Jerry O'Connell as Ralphie, and it is again narrated by Gene Shepard. Like it's got the same setup, and it's just a made-for-TV version. That what is what it came out so five years after a Christmas Story that one, and then he's got two that came out before a Christmas Story called The Phantom of the Open Hearth, which I've never. There's not even a picture. Open hearth. Yeah, there's not even a like a like a poster or anything for this movie that I can see. And then another one called The Great American Fourth of July, which stars Matt Dillon as Ralphie, I think, which is crazy. That one's like a short film. I don't know. Who's Matt Dillon? Matt Dillon is um, what is he in that Kyle would know? He's in The Outsiders. He's in There's Something About Mary as like the... Uh, oh, I recognize him. Yeah, I recognize yeah. him. I don't know what I've seen him in, but I just right, Google well, his name. There you go. I'm trying to like, like, He's okay. in a lot of stuff. I just can't... He's in Herbie Fully Loaded, which I think you have I not have, seen. I have seen Herbie Fully Loaded. Okay, well, there you go. I think he's the bad guy in Herbie Fully right, Loaded. I don't remember anything about it other than <laughs> I've seen it. You've seen but. it? <laughs> yes. Actually, I'm not sure if he's the bad guy now because I'm looking at the cast list of... Uh, Herbie fully loaded, and I also see Michael Keaton in the cast list, and I feel like I feel like we can't right. Michael Keaton guy. could easily be the bad guy too. <laughs> so I don't surprise know. bad guy. You never see it coming. Uh, all right, that's enough about that though. That's that's my experience with a Christmas story. I love it. I don't know how to judge it as a movie, but it is a warm Christmassy hug. The original. Cool. That's yeah. nice. Um, yeah, my history with the movie. So I am one of the people who didn't grow up watching this movie. I grew up watching Christmas Vacation. And so Ugh. I find that there are really two people, brands of people mm-hmm. out there, people who grew up watching one versus the other. And so A Christmas Story, I think my mom would always put it on like when it was a 24-hour marathon. But like whenever it was on, like my parents didn't really want to watch it and we'd always we'd end up like putting on a christmas vacation anyways so like i had seen the movie as a kid but really didn't watch it until i think until really i started dating carrie because she's a christmas story girl like she is she grew up watching a christmas story and so 
now our household, we basically watch each movie each year. And A Christmas Story now just is... do back-to-back marathons. <laughs> I was going to say, or do you like, have to rotate? One. <laughs> one year you watch that yeah. movie, and then the other year you watch the other movie. A house divided. Yes. Well, yeah. A Christmas Vacation is not a like, perfect one to put on for the entire like family. 20- it's, a little, yeah, for the family. it's a little bit more yeah. crass, yeah. It's a little, well, yeah, a little more crass. And yeah, it, it doesn't... I feel like it's not as it, it still has the same vibe of like different things happening at christmas mm-hmm. like different scenes that are just kind of things that happen around christmas but um like the end is is like crazy you know it kind of builds up to this huge moment at the end and then mm-hmm. i feel like you can't just go into watching the very beginning again like with that one yeah. but, mm. um that's by that's a national lampoon one oh, right? yeah, okay yes. oh, yeah. i think it's the th- is it the third vacation movie I believe I think I I never remember if it was after Vegas. I think it was. It's no Vegas is last. Oh, I Vegas know that is last. for so sure. Yeah, Europe. It's I think it goes National Lampoon, then European Vacation, and then Christmas Vacation. Okay. If I if I'm not mistaken. And the crazy which is thing a big is, improvement. Like I love Christmas Vacation, one of my favorite movies of all time. And I really have seen like Summer Vacation once, and I think Vegas Vacation once, and I've never seen Europe European. So. It's probably time I that have, I watch those. Here's a uh, well. They're all. I think they all have different directors, and they're all kind of different vibes. So I don't know. I think they like Chevy Chase and um, I can't remember the woman's name who plays um, the wife in the movie. Um, but I feel like they're the same in every movie, and the kids are always different actors. Yes. Which is yeah, like funny to me. Yeah. Um, I have weirdly seen Vegas Vacation the most because my stepdad had it on like tape when I was a kid. That's funny. And I think that one is supposed to be terrible. I've never rewatched <laughs> it as an adult, but in my mind, it's hilarious. The only I scene I remember it. is with the inconceivable guy, you know, inconceivable, that actor. Oh, Wallace Shawn. Wallace yes. Shawn, yeah. Um, <laughs> just a scene with, he's the, he's the uh, dealer and... Yeah, against Chevy yes. Chase. And just yes. a funny He's scene. got that's changing only- 200. It's like <laughs> yeah. one of the lines. Yeah. <laughs> he, I, I can picture him very clearly as the blackjack dealer or whatever. Um, yeah, as crazy. far as Christmas story goes for me, it's now a tradition in our house. I, I, love, I love the movie. It's great. I used, like, in the beginning when I first saw it, I was like, kind of st- a stick in the mud, like, oh, Christmas vacations, like... <laughs> You know, I'm a Christmas vacation guy. Not watching this baby movie. Yeah, 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 movie for babies. (laughs) Um, and so I was a little more of a stick in the mud on it, but it's one of those ones. It just grows on you. It's a, it's a tradition. Mm -hmm. You just have it on. You know. I think I've only seen Christmas Vacation one time, and I think I need to rewatch it now because. I feel like Christmas Story is perfect when you're a kid, and Christmas Vacation is probably great when you're a dad. Yeah, like more of us. Like you, you have the yeah. connections as like the parent trying to create the yes. perfect Christmas, and nobody's Although like Clark, doing Clark anything. Is more, he's like a Clark he's, is the worst. He's such a he's selfish like a piece of shit. Like he's yeah. not. He does everything for his own like satisfaction. Yeah. You know, yeah. he doesn't really. I feel like he doesn't really care if his kids enjoy what he does you know he's <laughs> no, just doing it for so. himself and so yeah yeah that'll be good yeah you should rewatch it because then we we got our, the christmas vacation sequel it's true i will rewatch spot, it so. before our last movie of december yes not to keep us on the christmas vacation talk but i know like one of our neighbors not really close to us but they have the like a rv or like the tr- like the little truck that the uncle drives 
then mm-hmm. they have like a little dummy that is like set up to like hold a hose like the guy wonderful does at the end of that movie Merry it's Christmas. Off of, if it, yeah Shitter's if anybody wants full. to look at it it's off of anthony north anthony wow, don't tell people where we live what the fuck you can edit <laughs> what if someone's out? listening to this in the future well then edit it out it's fine what if i'm listening what if I? Oh, yeah, no. Kyle does not need to know where we live. <laughs> um, good. Yeah, good. Uh, <laughs> now I know normally we would talk about our history with the movie and then we would just go right to popping it in, right? But that feels like that's too fast because we didn't talk about anything else that's going no, on. And I with really, us. I really need to talk about something that happened just tonight, guys. Oh, good. Ooh, had, tell me. We had a. Christmas crisis in this house. Okay. Merry crisis. So here's the crisis. Here's what happened. Yeah. Cash goes to bed, right? He's in bed. And Carrie is goes up to our elf, McAllister, elf on the shelf, you know. At do you guys have an elf on the shelf? We do. He's currently sitting in a box. I have yet to take him out of the box. Well, elf on the shelf, most people know, but elf elf on the shelf at night, he goes back to Santa to report to Santa what what the kids mm-hmm. did good and bad and then he comes back and he's in a new location in the morning and he mm-hmm. moves. And so Carrie was doing the moving cuz spoiler he doesn't dun, dun. actually do that. And what? She's, what? She's setting him up in oh, the no. Christmas tree with a note that just says I love Christmas trees or something like just fun for that for yeah. cash to find and, so, and she's like setting him up in there and like Current like has him in her coat just in case Cash is watching, and she goes up the Christmas tree and she hears, "What do you do? What you doing, Mama?" And like he's standing <laughs> like watching her, and she's like, "I'm just looking at the Christmas tree." And he's like, "What's in your coat?" <laughs> and he's like grilling her, and finally sees it. It's the elf oh, no. in her coat, and, and she, then Cash and pulled touch. out the gun. Yeah, Cash <laughs> pulled out the gun. Well, and that's and, like a big deal because you're not supposed to touch them like yeah, that you're not supposed rule. to touch them and we just yeah. watched we just watched some like elf on the shelf there's some cartoons with elf on the shelf now on i think netflix um but they make a big deal about that the kids touching him and cash was nervous about the kids that they would go and touch the elf on the shelf and while the the show was on i was like don't worry cash they're not gonna touch the elf like you don't have to worry about that just enjoy the movie and yeah. so now he sees his own mother <laughs> handling this elf and carrie was like well i was helping him get back to santa claus because he goes through the christmas tree and so that didn't nice work. save yeah well it did not floor oh no um, <laughs> he also saw the letter and was like what's that and she was like no you're not <laughs> seeing this so it's fine and he was still like grilling her to what the letter was yeah and so finally she had to go up to him after finally she had to spank him you didn't see anything christmas yeah. magic is ruined yeah and apologize and say it was she wasn't supposed to touch her touch uh mcallister and so mm-hmm. um so in the morning mcallister is is going to have a note from santa claus that explains just mind your own business that basically just says uh, keep yeah don't let your mama touch touch me anymore. Basically. It's gonna say <laughs> so. it's gonna say quit interrogating your mom. You're getting coal, you little shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. So that's that's what happened tonight. That's probably the biggest event that happened this week. So that wow, that's it. It's that we'll see how it goes is, in the morning. This is the beginning of the end of Cash's childhood, and we all got He's to just hear like, about you it. You know what? What's even real anymore? Nothing's real. Did yeah. you guys believe in Santa Claus? Yes. I don't remember ever really believing in Santa, but I'm also the 
You're like a there's, younger sibling. Yeah, there's I got I got like four siblings older than me, you know. So whenever the bubble was burst for me, it was too young for me to even remember. Yeah, they, so we are similar because I never really believed in Sam, Santa Claus because it was never really presented as a real thing to me. Like my parents, <laughs> like my mom was always like, "This one." We always had a gift from yeah. Santa. Like this one's from Santa, and like I never really remember truly believing in Santa. Because I was like, because my parents really focused on <laughs> on like you know Jesus, the true meaning of Christmas uh, type thing, we, and didn't really focus on Santa that much. And so I never really believed in it. And Carrie like full on like totally believed. still does, still does. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I have to go to great lengths to keep that up. That was keep the, when I asked, the magic alive. <laughs> when I asked her father to that if yeah. I could marry uh, her, he said, "There's one thing you have to yeah. keep the magic alive." And, mm-hmm. and I agree. And that's why you had yeah. to have a Christmas in July themed wedding. Exactly. She believes so strongly. <laughs> and you had to you had to convince her that Santa gave her permission to touch the elf on a shelf, right? Like you had a note from Santa that said, <laughs> Carrie, you're allowed to move yes. this for me. He still comes to me at night. Yeah. This is my secret mission for you. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was really easy to get her to agree to marry me, though, because I just wrote a letter to Santa that <laughs> I would have that Carrie would marry me, and then he's and then he said yes. Yeah. So it, it was of course. She's like, it must, if he wrote it, sense. I got to do it. Santa wrote that, and then she. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. I know we had events in our week wife but yeah. people don't want to hear about our tires exploding what people don't want to people don't want to hear about me trapped on the highway panicking and that somebody's going to smash into the back of my car yeah no, it's fine people don't want to know that you peed in a cup <laughs> but they w- <laughs> i can neither say yes or no to that statement but yes i yes i did all right so those the things end. happened we bought we bought new us. tires that's what happened we bought new tires we you know Kyle you and i talked about how <laughs> Celia and I were going to get tattooed today. Yes. Related to a Christmas yes. story. Uh, we had to cancel it because we had the unexpected expense no. of getting new tires for our car. And so I deemed it fiscally irresponsible to spend an unexpected $500 on tires and then also More, spend like yeah. 600 on tattoos. Uh, well, you got to tell me and us, I guess the, the listening audience here, even though yeah. you, you already told me, but what were you guys getting tattoos of? Yes, well, we were going to get Christmas story themed tattoos. I was going to get a bar of red soap that just said "Beware Soap Poisoning" on it, and I believe Celia, you mm-hmm. were going to get a Zeppelin. Yep, I was going to get a Zeppelin that said "Wow, we a Zeppelin." <laughs> yes, one of our favorite lines that Randy utters when they're opening <laughs> presents uh, in the morning. "Wow, we a Zeppelin" is just a. Great little kid moment. But yeah, tragically, no Christmas tattoos for us this year. Um, stupid car. But that That's... really solidifies whether or not you guys love the original. And yes, you're yeah. going to tattoo yes. your body with, with quotes <laughs> from the movie. So I think that qualifies. Me probably more so than Yeah. Scott. I just wanted a tattoo. And I was like, well, Christmas story tattoos fun. Why not? So, so I have a year to convince you to instead of getting mm-hmm. the tattoo that you're going to get, to instead get the lampshade tattoo on Ugh. her thigh. Yeah. Well, he so wants me to get could. the oh, full fishnet like, <laughs> like up the leg. Make my leg look like, like the, the leg lamp. Like, so that you yeah. can just. 
hike know. up your shorts and I stick like the leg that. up. And, yeah, oh, she likes it. You just put a black pump on. You just put a black pump on your foot and then you're good to go. You got a, you got a party trick right there. More, I think more people should get pantyhose tattooed on, honestly. That, you know what? I love that idea because can I tell you how often I rip tights just because when I bunch them up to put my foot in, like my fingernails puncture the tights? Yeah. It's no good. There's, and it's there's never a, a bad life. time to wear pantyhose, you know? Right. There's never a bad time to wear it. Always <laughs> never. Okay. I was trying to skip over talking about our week purely because I was hoping, similarly to how last week we talked about favorite Christmas songs, I was hoping maybe we could have a discussion about favorite Christmas presents oh, I wanted that we've to gotten that as kids. As well. And I think we can blast through that. I think we should touch on it. Come, favorite like what was your what was your red rider bb gun moment i guess is what is what we can uh, distill it down to i would say i can go first i guess um i haven't thought about it too much but the first thing that comes to my mind when i think of the best like christmas presents that i've ever gotten was the year the xbox 360 came out and they were oh. impossible to get i got one because my mom had spent like all month looking for one, unable to get one, you know, just how video game consoles are now. Mm-hmm. But she happened to be driving by a Best Buy and she noticed like a line of like five or ten people out front and just got in and asked them what they were doing. And they were like, oh, they got some Xboxes in. They got like they've got like 15. They're going to let us in. She got like the last one oh, in awesome. the line. Yeah. <laughs> and so that was very thrilling. And I remember that year. I got that Xbox 360 and some like PlayStation 2 games because I had a PS2 at that point, and I just never played those PlayStation 2 <laughs> games because yeah. I've never played Grand Theft Auto San Andreas like to this day because I got it the same year as my new Xbox 360. So and you're like, fuck that, forget that, yeah, fuck Grand <laughs> Theft Auto. Do, do you love yeah. the movie Jingle All the Way? Does that make Does that make you think of your mom with <sighs> Schwarzenegger going and finding I, the Turbo Man doll? And that's what your mom was doing for your Xbox 360. She she basically was. I wouldn't. (laughs) It's really hard for me to say that I love the movie Jingle All the Way. (laughs) So I don't think I can go that far. Um, But I I do enjoy watching it. And I do think about that experience for my mom. Uh, Whenever whenever something new comes out and I am able to just like pre-order it online, I think about Jingle All the Way and my mom and how I don't have to. Wait struggle line. and suffer through like wrestling people for a bouncy ball in a mall to get a <laughs> yeah. chance at a turbo man. Yes. Good. Uh, my, mine is very similar to yours in that it's a video game console and it was These a damn kids. It was a PlayStation <laughs> two. I got the Woo. PlayStation two. I was, I asked my mom for it and she was like, you know, we don't really like, I don't think Santa does like the big gifts, you know, like she was just like very like gently put, put it down. Like it's probably too much for us. Like it's, you'll get some other things. And so your parents are full of shit. Yeah. I've seen that. I've seen your, I've seen their house. Yeah. Yeah. So when I opened that box, I, yeah, it was, it was just that little kid, like basically cradling a, console like screaming that that was me and that yeah. was the nintendo so 64 nintendo kid 64. Yeah, exactly just completely blown away and it was awesome you do love the ps2 i know that oh, yeah. about you to this that's day it. so that's not surprising <laughs> oh. 
Oh, that's a good one. I right. I remember this is not mine, but we got a PlayStation Two for Christmas one year, and like I was excited. I was like, "Oh, this is so cool!" But on the tag, it said to John, oh, oh. who is my brother, <laughs> and he made it very clear that it, I was not allowed to play it. And wow. I was like, "Well, that's great." And that's um, a rule we still uphold in this house to this day. <laughs> I won't let Celia play the PlayStation Two because yeah. John is not allowed. It. Yeah. It. So, there yeah. you go. So. Um, I would have to say I, there's not like a big glaring gift. I do remember two like small ones just that always kind of stuck with me. Um, my brother and I both got the Razor scooters one year for Christmas, and I thought that was so cool. I was so into the Razor scooter, you know, flipping it around, and then you like bash your ankle with it. Yeah, those memories are like just very ingrained in my, my brain. Shin will never be the same. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> always have a few just, dents in it. Exactly, or like you know you'd hit, you'd run over the tiniest little rock and you'd flip over the top of the, the bars or whatever. Um, and then when I was a junior in high school, I got a cell phone, <laughs> which oh, is nice. like, um, which That's is weird, good. I guess now because, you know, toddlers Everybody have cell phones. Has cell phones. Yeah. It's yeah. weird to me that there was a point in where I was like resistant. I didn't want a cell phone. <laughs> like I did not have one. I was like, no, I don't need one. That's stupid. But it wasn't just like, any cell phone. It was a pink Motorola Razor. You had the pink oh, yeah. Razor. So both the- of your answers are Razors. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> um, so I got the pink Motorola Razor, and I just well, that was a good year. And I think the really the only reason I got it is because earlier that year I had gotten into a car accident, and I had to drive home and then call my like my dad from the house phone to let him know that I was in a car accident. Oh jeez. Um, and they're like, hmm, she probably needs a phone. <laughs> you know, when I think of just uh, we're I, uh, those are good answers and we're basically done but it, little presents <laughs> stand out in my mind a lot too just like those like random things mm-hmm. like i remember getting a wallet one christmas i got a wallet <laughs> and i was like i'm a man now i have like a, a wallet. Passage. i, have a man. I yeah. had a i got a nickelodeon wallet when i was a kid <laughs> with the orange was it like, velcro fate. Did yeah, it have ve- Velcro? Yeah, it was Velcro, and it had the orange handprint. It's really cool, and I've kept it for a long time. I think it's still in my nostalgia. Patients do not box. respond well when you pull out that wallet to give goes, them your card. Yeah, here's yeah. my card. <laughs> listen, listen to my podcast. That's great. You must have a like a waiting list of people just wanting to see you. Yeah, yeah. just they heard <laughs> the cool doctor does a movie, silly movie podcast. That's, All the millennials that's are like, this guy's, this is the one. Yeah. Yep. That's it. <laughs> All right. Um, should we, should we, should we, we've talked about the original movie. We've talked about. It's time. Let's the, pop it this in. season. Let's, yeah, let's, let's pop it. this sucker in. Begrudgingly pop the movie. Begrudgingly <laughs> pop this movie in, and we're we're going it. We're, we are going into we're, it because all right. Warner mm. Premiere Production comes on the screen, which is a new. I don't think we've. I don't know. It's just a weird logo. I don't really get it. It's maybe their like home video deal. Yeah, like, I'm sure that the, I I'm positive that's just their home video like department like, or whatever. Yeah. Yes. Uh, a Christmas Story 2 logo comes on the screen with the wreath and a snow background. Looks really nice. Looks like maybe we're about to get a really fun Christmas Story sequel. Maybe. <laughs> Woo! Narration starts in the style of the original. It's panning down on the house. Uh, Ralphie is the narrator and talking about how it had been years since the leg lamp had graced the window. Um, Randy pops up dressed as a spaceman and is running around shooting the neighbors with his toy gun. 
Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Now this is immediately where we, we were talking a little bit before recording, but how old is Randy supposed to be in this? Ralphie's like nine and ten or nine or ten in the first one. Yeah. I would say Ralphie's is, gonna be like six or like six. I thought or he was seven, only like maybe. two years younger than him. Yeah, and this is six years later. So he should be as old or older than like Ralphie 10 or 11. in yeah. the first movie. And he's but he's not- behaving like he's five. Yeah, <laughs> like- it's weird. It's like, that's not... Yeah, Randy is far too young than he should be. And it it's strange. I talked about is- maybe doing a diagnosis on him having a growth <laughs> hormone deficiency, but I didn't do it because I got a different you one. Could- but- if if this were actually like written by the guy who made them all, uh, Gene Shepard, I'm assuming he had no part in this, right? I, 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 I think it, he was dead. Yeah, he's yeah. That's what I'm saying. I'm just oh, assuming okay. he was dead. Um, <laughs> he was so dead. if it were him, I could be like, okay, well, it's just like older brothers just always remember their their little brothers as like, like little kids, you yeah. know. Mm-hmm. So it'd be whatever. But it's not him, so there's really no excuse for Randy yeah. to not just be older. And Randy should be the way Ralphie was in the first movie. Like he shouldn't be like this weird. He should be like a seventh kid. or eighth grader, right? Like he should be yeah. a, or a sixth grader at the youngest or something. At least he should be at least like fifth or sixth grade, I would think. So yeah. it's weird. Yeah. He looks okay. yeah. He looks young, and then we get uh, we introduce Ralphie. Ralphie's standing in front of the mirror. He's 15 years old, looking spiffy. Stating that yep. he just discovered vitality, which we had to look up because I didn't remember what that was, but it's like a Harry Connick Jr. stuff. I don't know. You guys know anything okay. about vitality? I, I know the word vitality, but I, I mean, not it like, the product. It's like a whatever. hair product because his hair looked, I mean, his hair looked nice through the entire movie. His hair like does just look quaffed nice. together. That is a positive. His hair, his hair looks. You know nice. this. Listen, hey, this kid's not bad. Who's he, playing Ralphie? I, okay, I would say he's like a decent looking Ralphie. Like I would believe yeah. that he could be like older Ralphie. I, Ralphie yeah. isn't like a character that has a lot going on. That's like really sacred to me. And it's not like he's. He was blonde and he wore glasses. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's like. I think He's the okay. actor. I think the actor does a good job. I have a problem with the direction of this movie because I feel like everybody's uh, acting is is incredibly yes. over the top. Yes, and so thank you. Ralphie in the original to me is this quiet, introverted daydreamer kid, right? Yeah. And in yes. this one, he's very extroverted. They keep the daydreamer thing, which I think is is a definite definite like necessity like a solid that they do have him do his little daydream moments where he's a character but he's he's way too much the center of attention yeah and it's yeah. just it's just wrong it's it just weird feels wrong it's weird because i would never classify the original movie as like subtle or like no. subdued it with its characters you know like everybody is very much like an amalgamation kind of caricature of a of an archetype, you know, like the mom is very much that mom who's putting very soap motherly, in your mouth. Yeah. You know? yeah. yeah, like it's it's heightened, but it's only like ten percent heightened. Whereas this whole movie, the production, the acting, everything has like the veneer of a bad high school play yeah. where everybody is giving like 900% too yes. much or something. Way too like much. Everybody. Yeah. Not, yeah. That's what I felt is. like, yeah. Especially, I mean, like, I don't want to get too far ahead, but like, especially Daniel Stern, I just was like, 
No. Oh, yes. Oh. As the dad. As the, as the old man. I was Which like, makes me so sad. I could not feel any connection to that character. Like, call back from the original at all yeah no. we're about to talk about him in one second <laughs> so, yeah. so mom right. is talking to ralphie i believe ralphie does he just say son of a bitch or randy does he say it i think randy I, says yeah the randy i meant randy really early I on yeah i think he yeah. like actually curses and mom's like there was a lot of hey cursing in this where movie. did you yeah yeah, yeah, I was surprised. I didn't care for it. I found it <laughs> offensive, all yeah. this cursing. We're, we won't be watching yeah. this one with the children, that's for sure. Uh, mother asks where Randy picked up language like that, and we hear Dad in the basement saying, Friggin', 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 friggin'. Well, I think he literally says, Son of a bitch! Like, so you like, oh. hear Yeah, it. he does like do the callback mm. to what Randy just said. Okay. And so Mom threatens Randy with biting the bar, an obvious reference we all understand. And then yes. uh, they're at the dinner table, and this is where we meet uh, Dad, who is uh, yeah. Yeah. the old man. Daniel old man. Stern, a.k.a. most famous for being the director of Angels in the Outfield. Uh, he <laughs> also was being also a dad in, in Whip It. <laughs> yes, and for narrating The Wonder Years, you may have also seen him in Home, Home Alone. Alone. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. The Wet yeah. Bandit slash Sticky yeah. Bandit. I didn't know he was in Home Alone. I recognize the Oh, other. yeah. Things. I recognize his directing work, but yeah, it wasn't from the Oh, is he in that? Okay. Yeah, uh, man, it made me so sad because I really, really like that actor in Home Alone. And Guys, I'm sorry. I just wanted to say I said the wrong movie. He didn't direct Angels in the Outfield. He did Rookie of the Year, and that was going to bother me. I said the wrong yeah, baseball that really, movie. Yeah. I, you know what? That I bothered know. me too, but I didn't want to say anything. Yeah, same. I Thank knew you. that. Thank you. Same. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Cool. Well, Thank you for that correction. I like this guy. Yeah. David Stern, right? Da- yeah, Daniel. Daniel. Daniel Stern is a guy who I would love to. I honestly would love to see him in more things, but his he's just it's bad. It's 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 the he's just all wrong for this role. Yeah, like they clearly were like we need the Christmas guy, right? Or like a, yeah. a Christmas yeah. dad to be the the dad for this. So they got him, who is very recognizable as as you know. He's got. Alone, I mean, but he's competing with. Of someone this podcast is a huge fan mm-hmm. of. Yes. Um, Darren McGavin. Whose name I... Yes, uh, yes. Darren McGavin. Uh, he, yeah, I would watch anything he, with Darren McGavin in it. He's like, so good in Night Stalker that we watched, and it only makes you appreciate him more in A Christmas Story. But he's just got, like, in that movie, this great kind of... I, I don't even know how to describe his gruff, energy. It's just a, like... I don't want to say, I think I was going to say subtle just because you said it before, but he's just like a, um, like Gruff doesn't really care what other people are like, think of him. I don't, I don't know. I guess I'm having more trouble saying it than I thought. Yeah. Yeah. He almost has the vibe of like a slightly grumpy grandpa more than a dad (laughs) who really cares about you in the, uh, in the first movie, but then Daniel Stern is just so big in this movie yeah. and so, it's so yeah. overact, goofy like, in everything. That, everything yeah. and like that's, I he just guess doesn't maybe hit those nice he, nuances. And he that just the has two, he has too friendly of a face to start with. <laughs> like, you yeah. know, like he looks goofy. He doesn't look like, he doesn't look the, like the a thing dad about that I'm the dad, be scared yes. of right off the bat, you know. Or, or even like the dad in the first movie, it looks like you could you could pass him on the street and not notice him. It feels like you know, mm-hmm. like yeah, he's just but a dad. Daniel Stern is very something about him is very noticeable. Maybe he's more famous, but he's just so 
bright and when you he just kind of looks like a cartoon character almost yeah. he does and and uh you mentioned his face and did you notice <laughs> him like talking out the side of his mouth in the beginning he was doing yeah like that like he like he'd um yeah like everything was like to the corner it wasn't like he was speaking out of the like normally I did mm. notice that throughout the, mo- the movie. Uh, yes, but I feel like I sense some sort of vibration of a pager or something is going to happen. Oh. <laughs> That's it. The pager. Oh, no. It's going oh, off. Right into that. Guess what, guys? <laughs> it's Dr. Davidson's diagnosis. It's Dr. Davidson's diagnosis. What's wrong with them? So anyways, so the old man in the beginning, Daniel Stern, like the first few scenes, he is like talking out the side of his mouth and it bothered me so bad that I noticed that it goes away after like, three or four scenes and i wondered if you the guys sign of a great performance yes, when you like, change your technique halfway through the movie it's like he's doing a voice or something and like wants to talk out the side of his mouth like to to get a certain sound or something and then like it goes away halfway through and of course i i pick that up as the as the great physician i am and i'm thinking <laughs> wow i think daniel stern had a case of bell's palsy do you guys know mm. what Bell's What's palsy that? is? Have you guys heard of Bell's palsy? Uh, I've heard of Bell's palsy, which is when the beast gets a little too handsy during like a book night in the castle. <laughs> oh my god! Bell, uh, but I've not heard of Bell's palsy. No. Uh, great. Well, um, I'm- <laughs> <laughs> great. So I'm sure. Tell us about I'm, it. I'm sharing my screen to show you a little picture of a guy who has oh, Bell's palsy. It. Is it going to be gross? Uh, no, it's not gross. So Bell's palsy is when your facial nerve on one side of your oh, face. Oh, it's gross! <laughs> <laughs> when your facial nerve uh, becomes paralyzed, um, it, it happens over the course of a day. Um, you've probably met people who've had Bell's palsy before, or you could tell like their smile just doesn't look right, and you know them. Um, uh, Jordan's dad had this if, yeah, after after. Uh, after we had graduated, by the way, if you remember mm-hmm. that. But um, basically, it's the whole side of the face where you can't blink, you can't move your forehead, um, you can't smile on just half of your face. And so in this picture I'm showing you guys, this guy in this first picture, as you can see, he has no forehead creases, um, his smile is totally slanted, and he can't really move that side of the face. What causes it? We think it's a virus. We think it's actually herpes zoster, the same virus that causes... Um, uh, uh, shingles. Um, mm. And so, uh, for whatever reason, the virus becomes activated in the nerve and causes paralysis of that nerve. Most people um, improve. Uh, you want to get treated with steroids. If this happens to you, a lot of people are like, oh my gosh, I'm having a stroke because it's pretty alarming, right? When you all of a sudden lose function to part of your body mm-hmm. and you can't move it. Like, that's pretty freaky. Um, but if you get on some steroids, 85% improve after treatment. It takes about three to six months to improve. Some people have lasting damage. Um, and especially if you don't get treated, it can last a lifetime. And so with uh, Mr. Daniel Stern in the beginning, I think he was getting over some Bell's palsy. That's what I'm going to say <laughs> is he was just getting over some Bell's palsy because he really wasn't moving half of his face. And then um, after a few scenes, he had fully recovered. And he is uh, Thank fully recovered from the Bell's palsy. And somebody maybe mentioned to him through, during the, I don't know, maybe the director's like, why are you talking out the side of your mouth? It looks weird. <laughs> and so they just didn't reshoot anything. They just kept the few scenes that he did that. So there it is. That's Dr. Davidson's diagnosis. Dr. Davidson's diagnosis. 
you know, I'll say it sounds like a pretty festive virus to get for a Christmas movie, Kyle. True. Because it's shingles all the way. Good. (laughs) You're done. (laughs) That was great. (laughs) Actually good. So. Thank you. Boom. All right. Uh, Continue. Let's continue on with this movie. Um. Ralphie says it's two weeks till Christmas, and he still loves Christmas. He catches up with his hmm. friends on the way to uh, school. On the, I wrote work, but that's just not right. He's on the way to school. <laughs> no. um, they haven't gotten their first jobs yet. I know. Kyle, I know. So obviously. I know. That's why I do. Spoilers. That's why I knew right now that that was incorrect in my notes. <laughs> his friend is bragging about seeing a movie with Rita Rita Hayworth, where she is thirty percent naked, and it's a funny <laughs> line, baby. <laughs> Can we just talk about Flick's outfit in this scene? Like, I (laughs) I was like, why is he playing like a goon? What is what? Like, it's a very 80s look to me. I I thought that they were the bullies, but then I noticed, oh, Ralphie's with them. (laughs) So, like, it's his friends. But it's Flick and Schwartz are the two friends' name. and, And Flick is, like, the skinny, tall guy. And Schwartz is the bigger dude. Yeah. Yeah, but he's wearing that hat that it it made me think of Ducky from... Whatever movie um, that is, I can't. Pretty think of it. in pink. Yeah, like we, he wears it on the back of his head almost. Yeah, he's got like a a trilby fedora style hat on and a jacket that just looks too small or too tight. He just was like it's, hunched over. Yeah, <laughs> it's just weird. it's very an, a very uncomfortable fit on on a flick. Not a fan of the way he looked personally. Sorry. Yes. Continue. <laughs> uh, they see a nice car and they talk about how they're gonna get. Uh, they're gonna get their licenses soon and turn sixteen, and so here was a question I had because of okay. Speaking of the cars, this movie has a lot of old cars in it. <laughs> was that expensive? Do you think? Oh, like I, didn't even it, I was think su- about it. <laughs> Every was time really there was like surprised. a scene with cars, Scott was like, "Where are they getting these cars?" <laughs> yeah, like I don't know. There are definitely a lot of spots where they cut corners on the budget of this film. Yeah. The, the budget uh, so went to the just, cars. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Maybe they there have, are at least um, four or five on screen at one point. So it's not just like one that they are redressing for every shot. You know how like in so, uh, one of the Star Wars movies, I think it was J.J. Abrams, like reached out to like Star Wars fan club and said, hey, anybody who has a Stormtrooper outfit, can you guys like show up? <laughs> that's like a yeah. true story thing that happened. Maybe they did that with this one with cars and they're just like anyone who has a classic car of the like 50s and all the classic car guys who are like looking for things to do with their cars because that i do think that classic car guys are probably the easiest group that you could get to show up somewhere to show off their vehicle Yeah, because they do like like in town i know they do like i don't know if it's weekly or how often but they'll just do a like cars and coffee where they meet in a parking lot and park their cars (laughs) and just drink coffee and like that's like the event and it sounds like but, honestly a kind of a nice life. To, sounds yeah. like a nice time to me. <laughs> yeah, just chat with some people around some. Nice I cars hate cars, and- but like any hobby that's just like let's just go out and on a nice day and drink some coffee and just hang out and talk about what we're interested in. I mean, like yeah, and I wouldn't enjoy it because I hate talking about cars, but <laughs> I would like to have a hobby that I do enjoy that I could celebrate in that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially when, like, they all show up to it, you know? Like, it's not, you know, it's... Yes. Like, yeah, so... Kyle, I'm sorry I didn't show up to the last party you threw. Quit freaking rubbing it in my face, okay? You don't have to bring it up on the podcast. Jeez. (sighs) Yes. Um, Yeah, let's go on. (laughs) 
I was trying to think of what the party was, but I couldn't remember what uh, what party I was holding. You couldn't remember any of your interests. You were like, <laughs> I'm trying to think of interests supposed to be that you like... don't like. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, Kyle, I'm sorry I didn't come to your cash party. Oh, no. I'm my just kidding. I love cash. <laughs> yeah. I just want to pick up the most offensive no, thing so I could think of to offended. be like, I don't like that. Your family just... party. Just your whole family. Yeah. Yes. Um, okay, so we cut to a scene where Ralphie is learning how to drive and uh, and old man the old man is is yelling at him very classically just you're doing a terrible there was a lot of weird cuts there were a lot of jump cuts in this for some reason like it was like a montage of jump cuts of him driving i don't know i didn't like it it was very jarring yeah jarring it wasn't pleasant whatever he's getting yelled at because he's learning how to drive though did you guys get yelled at like when you were learning how to drive like would your parents get really mad at you when you would do no, something wrong or whatever. I don't think so. Uh, I was perfect and I never got yelled at <laughs> by anyone ever. Um, my mom only, I was only in the car like one time with my mom before I had my license. So uh, no, I would say. I think it was no. mostly my mom who taught me how to drive and she's really chill. Maybe my dad was too nervous to like, <laughs> I could see that as yeah. being a thing. Like my dad was like, I'm not getting in the car with him. Like as someone who has, who was in the car with Kyle a lot in high school and we routinely activate stealth mode and turn all the lights off. As we drove oh, the stealth bomber, the bomber. Yeah. I'd say oh, your dad was probably mode. in the right. That's so good. Wait, so stealth mode is when you guys would turn the lights, the headlights off? Yeah, yeah. just turn off the, the headlights. Please tell me you were like in night, a, yeah. a neighborhood, right? Uh, different places, just like where... really. You could, yeah, you could do stealth mode at any on any road, including the highway. Like, there's no yeah. rules <laughs> to stealth mode. Glad to know that there's no rules for stealth mode. Uh-huh. Yeah, that okay. was... Uh... Just got to be stealthy. That's really about <laughs> it. That's it. That's the rule. Um, Yikes, okay. Yeah, uh... Yeah, and I lost my spot. They are. You were talking about the dad yelling at him. Yeah, so they walk into school, and Ralphie sees the beautiful Drusella Gutrad. What a terrible name! <laughs> no, what a strange name. I didn't even clock that that was her name. Drusella. That is disgusting. Yeah, I couldn't Dr- get over the Drus- fact that it was Drusella. Drusella, like, 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 call her Drew, I guess, because I know, I know, a, yeah. a, like a girl named Drew, like that's the thing, but. Yeah, so well, Drusella. obviously you know Drusilla from Buffy. season two of Buffy the Vampire Slayer as well, played by Juliet Landau. Yes, of course, and naturally, know. exactly. Yeah. That's what I said. Um, <laughs> she's yeah, she's the hands down heartthrob of Home and High, essentially. And uh, mm-hmm. and Ralphie, he doesn't have a chance. Not with Todd Chapin, the quarterback, around because <laughs> he's the one dating her. So yeah, uh, they mention uh, they mention playing. The school Elkhart Lutheran, which I thought was funny because that's in northern Indiana. Elkhart is a place. So they did their research Ooh. and they looked up a name of an Indiana town, I think. So I've only just finally realized what the vibe of this movie's look really is, more so than like a high school play. Is it's like if SNL did an A Christmas Story sketch, you know? It was very like, like yeah. Chris. Yeah like plasticky looking it's very crisp and plasticky but then they also put like a hazy filter on the whole yeah. thing to try to make it look like that Old soft yeah, but it doesn't like lo- it doesn't work like i still no, feel like i'm watching a modern day movie like it doesn't feel like i'm watching something in the 40s 
Yeah, you know? it's because yeah. they filmed something lit as evenly as possible with a digital camera and then just added a hazy effect in post <laughs> as opposed to like film. lighting something meticulously. Yeah. Where's the Filming heart? it on film with like a cheesecloth over the camera <laughs> to make it diffuse the way that they used to do. Like it's a whole different process. Yeah, yeah. there's there's no heart. There's no heart in the filmmaking of this one, you know? Um, Not at all. Well, there actually... There's a couple spots where the special <laughs> effects team have a lot of art, and we'll talk about those okay, when we get good. there. Okay. Uh, they um, are black and white scene. So so it cuts to a black and white scene. This is Ralphie daydreaming. Uh, uh, Ralphie first, is yeah. rescuing Drusella from a German captor, and I, I, I like it. I like that the daydreams are back. I like it. I like that the daydreams are back. I don't feel like they have a great transition point to they any of the that, like, daydreams like yeah, that kind of like fate i can't even the original did that like cross fadey wavy thing yeah. didn't it when it yeah. would go to and them? it was in yeah. the original it's it's like he is sitting there like daydreaming in like real time and this one's just yeah. kind of like they smash it in there and it's not quite as good because in the original like ralphie's so introverted and not like expressive and then this one he's already really expressive and then you give him a he's like doing these little like roles that are expressive too so it doesn't feel like a good enough like Mm-mm. imagination like, does, scene yeah to me, you know it's like yeah. this is him in his dream like how he would want to be it's the same way he is. So yeah. good for Ralphie. His he's got the uh, his. If he were in the Matrix, his mental, his digital self image <laughs> would be the same as his real world one, basically. So good for him. Yeah, it's this movie shows growth. You know, <laughs> it does. You know in, what? Ten, in ten a way. out of ten. <laughs> ten out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the end. All right, talk to us more about this Nazi that's in this the, movie. Yeah, the Nazi captor. I, I have nothing more written down about this scene. The Nazi captor. <laughs> so yeah, holy vey. Yeah. Um, what? Oh, uh, well, I read my so note. Much. I'm sorry, Jeez. I read my note, and I was I was very confused, and then I remembered why I wrote it down. But the scene reminds me of Boss Baby, guys. I've not oh. seen Boss Baby. Yeah, I know neither of you have seen Boss Baby. And I'm a Boss Baby <laughs> defender. And mm-hmm. in Boss Baby, it's about a kid who daydreams a lot. And then in the sequel, he's an adult and he still does the daydreaming thing. And so. Wait, what? He's an adult in the sequel to Boss Baby? No, so the Boss the baby Baby's not. Well, they, Boss Baby is. A, there's what? a new boss baby. <laughs> it's about a different boss baby. I just How assumed many it boss was babies like. Are there? Yeah, though there's wow. there's the first one is the kid. He gets a a new baby brother, and the baby brother's the boss. And the first one's yeah. vibe is that he his baby brother is like a boss, and he's it's kind of like you think he's <laughs> imagining the whole scenario type of thing because he's so imaginative. Yeah. The kid is, and he's just kind of coping with the fact that his brother getting is getting all the attention and just making up that he's like this CEO. And then in the sequel, they're, the dads are both grown up, grown up. They have kids. And then I think, I think the boss baby becomes a, a baby at some point. I kind of forget why that happens. Is he, but. is it still Alec Baldwin? He doesn't kill, what? He doesn't kill Alec Baldwin. Is it st- no, I said, no. is it still oh, Alec yes, Baldwin? Still Alec Baldwin. I thought you said, did he kill Okay, Alec well, speaking Baldwin. of that, then, how many women does Alec Baldwin kill oh, in the movie? Oh, That's hey. Terrible. Oh, poor too guy. soon. Oh, too, too soon. soon. Oh, I want to talk about that. That's sad. <laughs> Sorry. Anyways, guys. we're not. I just we, want to, oh, Kyle's yeah. description of Boss Baby made 
zero sense to oh, me. Yeah, yeah I don't great. understand. I understand <laughs> less about Boss. <laughs> I hear that there's like more babies. Look, we don't in have this time movie. for me to comprehensively break down Boss Baby, especially when I forgot that I even wrote Let's down that note. Let's take a quick two-hour detour <laughs> in the middle of this podcast to talk about Boss Baby. Talk about the psyche of a child who gets a can new we, brother. Can you tell and... me about it shot by shot? Yeah, we exactly. open. What yeah. do I see? That's why Kyle loves it. He's never had a sibling, so he he's it's, it's great wish fulfillment. Very what if I had a baby brother and he turned out to be a boss? That's it. Yeah. <laughs> and he's a baby. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Oh, God. Okay. Um, another scene with Ralphie driving with his dad. Uh, dad says, treat the gas like your wife and the clutch like your mother-in-law. Okay. Mm. Um, they pull up to Hank, the used car dealer, um, who has a piece of shrapnel lodged in his head at some point, they say. I don't really understand mm-hmm. the what. That was, that was just a funny Because from that's what war. makes it. It said it, it, it's... It's what it's lodged in the part of his brain that makes, makes deals. deals. Yeah. So, so I don't get it. He gimmick. makes it. He makes worse deals because of it. Yeah, he has brain damage <laughs> as the joke, so he's easy to rip off. All right. Didn't you know that was the funny, funny joke? Is that he has brain damage? Yeah, he's it. a veteran with brain damage. So funny, Kyle. so good. Funny. I was like slapping my knee so hard repeatedly at that one. And you were so treating red. your knee like your mother-in-law. Yeah, exactly. Am I right? Oh my exactly. gosh. <laughs> Um, so they're taking advantage of this man who has brain damage. Yeah, they've got yes. a routine where Ralphie sits in the back and pretends that it isn't roomy enough in the back, so his dad will get a good price. Uh, the, wow, what a routine. Yeah, great. <laughs> so, Such a lame so routine. What does he say? Yeah. What does he say? Yeah. It's kind of tight. It's kind of mm. tight, Dad. Yeah. <laughs> At the dealership, wow. Ralphie uncovers a 1939 Mercury convertible, <gasps> the greatest oh, machine to come off the uh, automobile line, the apex of automobilia. I love that line. Um, yeah, here's where this movie really shroots it uh, to me. <laughs> shroots, yeah. And the problem is with the time period, every car kind of looks exactly the same to me. Yeah. So I don't really understand like what makes this the Holy Grail object in the way that the Red Rider is like iconic. You know, the Red Rider BB like, gun yeah. is so iconic. And this car is, just looks like every other fucking car that I see in the yeah, movie. Yeah, it's not to me. special. Like when we first uncover it, it's dusty under a rag. Like, what does he care about this car? And then even when it later when we see it and it's all done up, it's just yeah, underwhelming. You know, mm-hmm. that's not even. I kind of oh, had, ahead. A, yeah. I kind of had a problem where it's like he's talking about he's got what seven months until his birthday, and I feel like for I don't know if this is like an American thing, but like when you turn sixteen, that's when you get your car. But it's not like necessarily a Christmas focus. I don't know. I just had a hard time with like the timing of the car. It, yeah. yeah, the car being like the object of desire um, in correlation with like the Red Rider BB gun because he can't even drive it for technically, you know, seven more months until he gets his driver's license. I feel like that would be more of like a birthday story. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, true. And I <clears throat> my main problem actually with the car is that that it feels like. It feels like they had an opportunity to do something different. Like, I, I hate that he focused so much on the car, but he also really, truly focuses on Drusilla. Like, Drusilla really mm-hmm. is the main thing that he seems yeah. to want throughout the movie. He just doesn't try for it at all because he feels like he's so out of league. And so, spoiler alert, when he ends up with Drusilla at the end, it feels it just feels very, like unsatisfying like I, I like there's no but he didn't do anything didn't, to like yeah, earn it didn't do anything to earn it and so i don't care about the car i don't really care about drusilla i guess make <laughs> me care about drusilla 
then like I think it would have been a much better ending if at the end of the movie the dad was like I got you one more present <laughs> and it was <laughs> <just> so <laughs> Right. She's just wrapped With up the underneath furnace. the desk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Covered in soot by the furnace. Yeah. She's like tied up. <laughs> yeah. Um uh, anyway. Yeah, he's got a daydream of him driving with Drusilla, and I think they just kiss in that daydream, which is like I feel like you want to save the kiss even if it's a even if it's a daydream, like even on yeah, normally I think you would do is right before they kiss, he gets snapped out of the daydream. Yeah, yeah. there's you know, no like snapped you would out. Save like, that yeah. cathartic we just moment get to see screen. him like making out with the love like right away in his in his daydream, which is not real, but still like you you want to wait for that. None of this is real. Yeah, none of this. <laughs> yeah. is real. it's all made up. What is movies? What is life? We're in the Matrix. Um, dad goes. Mm-hmm. Dad would go home for a week. Uh, wait. Yeah, dad goes. Their plan is to leave, yeah. wait a week to soften up the car dealer guy. Yeah, right. To soften, uh, would get a good price, lower the bargain. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he uh, talks about his dad having lots of tons of little nuggets of wisdom, and it, they all start with, "You know what they say," and he says something, and he doesn't do that in the first movie, right? They no. just decided no. to throw that in there. So, which is a great. This is the the Marty McFly chicken problem. So, uh. uh when you're making a sequel in my mind it's like you can do new things but if you're going to evolve the characters it has to feel like natural you can't have a new intrinsic trait of the character in like your something sequel. that they're known for yeah when they like never did him, it to begin with yes in the first movie he never does that you know what they say thing so now acting like that's his one thing. of his character yeah. traits that's fundamental doesn't make any sense which is the problem with back to the future 2 all of a sudden when marty gets called chicken in back to the future 2 it's like a fucking cut the music everything throw stop down. intense yeah. moment throw down it's like that really wasn't a character trait of Marty's yeah. in the in the first movie. It's weird that this. I I love Back to the Future too, obviously to be clear, but it's just an I, an example of something they do in sequels every now and then, where it's like they want to do something new, they want new gags, Freshen but it they're up, yeah. doing it by betraying the sense of the character that we already have. Yeah, they're like saying he oh, he's always done this. You know, it wasn't yes. like he started doing this a year ago, or he started saying these. You know, I don't know. It's just. Yes. It's interesting that they would do that. I mean, they do that with such iconic characters that people already like really like too. like Marty McFly is like a very likable, iconic character. Yeah. You know, the dad, the old man from the original is very iconic and likable. Or I, I don't know if likable, but, yeah. you know, and then you're like, oh, well, we need something more. <laughs> I like, respect the idea that they want new bits that they can do in the movie. I just think they have to find a better way to work those bits into the story mm-hmm. that doesn't make you question the first movie then. Yeah. You know, Which, it's like yeah. another thing. I just feel like it's a it's got to be a directing issue. Like they should have calmed these characters down or directed them better like daniel stern was being goofy and having fun like let's yeah. chill out a little bit and this is more of a writing thing i guess but like yeah it's yeah it just further like makes the old man just a completely different father in this movie almost yeah. mm-hmm. um uh ralphie starts talking about planting a seed in his parents brain about him getting a car kind of talking about doing some inception and i don't remember i did like this part yeah um he uh 
Yeah, so you can. I didn't write too much about this part specifically. He, he like he says, like, "I'm gonna plant this seed." I've known something about planting seeds, and he like takes the little the ad for the car, and he like puts it into his mom's magazine, which he does in the first movie. He like plants the BB gun ad in there. I just thought that was cute. I like that. I callback. think you could describe so much of this movie with the end of a sentence like he does in the first. Movie. I know, it's <laughs> like in the first movie. <laughs> yes. Yeah, uh, that's probably yeah. the only parts I liked. To be yes, honest. <laughs> there's t- so many, so much of this movie is just a much, much, much worse, worse. version of the yeah. same yeah, kind of story. It's sh- like, just a shallow version of the first one. So, yeah, uh, the furnace explodes, and I'm like, how long has this furnace been exploding for? It because this is like six <laughs> years. Like, how long is he going to work on this furnace? Like, what is he doing to it all these years? I don't understand it all. They, it only gives me more questions since they show him like rustling with the furnace that he's just like poking at its insides with a stick yeah you know he really, or he does, but he like does he a lot when he's down there because he's always covered in soot so what does he uh, he, does, he doesn't know what he's doing or what i don't know maybe he's just down there drinking beers and like getting dirty yeah, he's to, got it rigged to blow every like 30 minutes yeah. so he can get away from his family um oh lord we get a band scene with ralphie uh where he nuts in his <laughs> oh pants? God. The scene where he nuts? Yeah, what is happening This part made me very uncomfortable watching him play the cymbal. So he's, he's talking very about Drusilla and being close to her. And he's behind Ugh. her, standing like on a riser behind her. And he's got cymbals. <laughs> and he's cl- climaxing? Yeah. And he sniffs, he's just he, like, like, he bends over and smells her hair. Yeah. He says that it smells like of lavender. And then he starts like bashing the symbols. Like, why like... do you make me hate this character? <laughs> yeah. Why do you do this and make me oh. think this kid is such a creep? And he's literally like, <laughs> like he's, he's, he's climaxing. Like there's no other way to yeah. say it. Like that's what happens is he starts what is banging the symbols together really fast. And he kind of loses. His eyes are closed. Eyes rolled back the back of his head and everybody stops and watches him until he stops. It's terrible. It's by the standards of how women were treated in the fifties by (laughs) men. It's probably not that bad. It's probably one of the nicer encounters she's had with a high school boy. Honestly, and they decided they just wanted to capture that in this 2012 movie. Is it still the forties? I thought it it would be if the first one's like around, I think the first one's supposed to be 1940. So this would be like 45 or 46. All right. Well, whatever. Mid forties. Wow. Um, yeah. Uh, Ralphie war is ending. Yeah. So (laughs) Ralphie's telling his friends about the car that he wants. The Emerald Express, as he calls it, because it is a little bit green. Um, he, the car is just sitting in a warehouse, but wait, oh no, Hank has given it a wash. Put the car out front on an, on a ramp. That's like an off angle ramp. It looks really unstable to me. Yeah. What is that? Is that how they used to show cars? I don't know. I don't know if you guys remember this, but uh, like a long time ago, if you would drive down, like to get downtown on one of the roads, I don't say it, what road yeah. it is, but there used to be on a corner there. It's now a bar, but there used to be like a, a old Volkswagen Beetle and it was like mounted on a pole. Yeah. And it would spin. So like, I mean, like, obviously that's not like this, but there would be ways that people would show cars in like eye catching way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, this it's very precariously on this ramp that's like sideways leaning um yeah ralphie gets into it to admire it he's not obviously not supposed to be inside this car and uh and hank comes out with a prospective buyer oh no so ralphie attempts to hide in the car he gets his foot 
stuck in the gears, pulls it in neutral, and the car rolls into the middle of the busy street, and it's headed straight for a lamp, and it <gasps> bumps into it. No damage is done until, of course, the reindeer from the top of the building above crashes, falls down and crashes through the cloth roof, and we get... You really cannot brush over the fact that he takes his pants off. <laughs> his pants are encounter. also now off again. Yeah. Because yes. he gets his belt. Like, it's like his, his, his belt pants loop get, is like, stuck on the clutch or whatever. No, like at the bottom of his pants ripped and it, that's what's stuck in the clutch. Okay, it's well, like, either way, whatever happened, it right. it's completely illogical that he takes his fucking <laughs> pants off as part of the solution. Yeah. It was Listen, so have weird. you ever been in that situation before? No, but I've been in lots of situations where my <laughs> pants have been stuck on something. I didn't just take them off. You're doing it wrong. Right. Wrong. That's why they're. That's why you can never get your pants stuck off. Stuff. That's why you always call me, your doctor, to come help yes. you get your pants out. Of Next time, just take help. the pants off, and then Kyle yeah. has to take your pants off. Right? Is that yes. what happens? Yeah. Kyle, I need you to come take my pants off. Again. Not again. <laughs> Sorry, I'll be back. I tell my patient that I'm talking uh-huh. to. Um, you're in the. I'm picturing you. I know you don't even do surgery, but you're in the middle of surgery, and you're just. I do some minor guys, procedures. I'll be right back. I do some office Keep procedures. Keep them under. Yeah. Keep them okay. under. I All don't right. put many patients yeah. under. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like they're just on. They're deep under on anesthesia or whatever. You know, just keep them under. I'll be back in like 45 that's minutes. What, or an I mean, hour. I've heard of like you know the docs that get in trouble for like doing crazy stuff, like the pain medications and things. There was one in Indiana that was doing um, well propofol injections, which propofol is is what Michael Jackson um, was using to go to sleep. But he would just knock people out for a little bit. No airway support in the office oh, great. just for a little for a little snooze and yeah so i heard about that one wow. never witnessed that one that was years ago but yeah there's uh some bad things that happen out there apparently so uh so here's ralphie standing in the middle of this intersection pantsless right he's got his mm-hmm. pants off and we get the slow motion shot of the classic oh fudge as the reindeer crashes through um the uh the the ceiling of this car and it, it doesn't feel satisfying really to, to see it. I, I mean, I kind of laughed, but I was like, I kind of felt like you could have done a better moment for that. I don't know. Saved the O fudge. Yeah. Or at least, I mean, we don't even get like a, but I didn't say fudge joke. You yeah, know, it's just like, like, okay, great. Just shove yeah. that in my face right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, could have been saved. Spoon, for just a, spoon feed me. Could have been saved for a second <laughs> climax of the movie, you know, mm-hmm. something <laughs> Uh, in Hank's office, Ralphie... I think he oh. should have said it when he was banging the cymbals in band class. Yeah. This is what he should have yelled it out. Uh, they're in Hank's office now, because um, Hank saw this whole thing happen. Uh, Ralphie throws his dad under the bus say, telling by telling Hank they're only trying to soften him up with the whole routine, and they really that his dad really wants the car. Um, he's trying to get out of trouble. Hank tells Ralphie he needs 85 bucks by, does he say Christmas? I think he probably says. I think so. By Christmas. Yeah. Um, needs 85 bucks because that's what it costs to replace the, the cloth roof on this car. So Ralphie and his friends back at the house, they pool their money together and they have a total of 19 bucks so far. Oh no. Um, yeah, I mean, they don't need How much, much was money, so. $85? I'm looking it up right now. Then. All right, good. Somebody should look it up. I, I'm very curious because. It's wholly unbelievable to me that they're able to raise the $85, yeah, if I may say it so. It seems like it's a lot of money back then, you know. Especially right, so this says adjusted in for inflation, mm-hmm. 85 yeah. in 1946 is equal to about 12,000 uh, 1216 
Wait, no. Excuse me. Twelve hundred sixteen okay, in two thousand twenty-one. Thousand. That's a that's still a lot of money. Cloth wrap for a twelve. Yeah. yeah. Excuse me. One thousand two hundred and sixteen dollars. There we go. Okay. And that is something that three teenagers are going to earn in one week of working wrapping gifts. Sure. One week. Most people go. Most people get paid biweekly. Yeah, it doesn't so. make any sense. No sense. How dare this movie? <laughs> um. So. Uh, Ralphie is yeah. So they've pulled their money together. Um, Randy overhears the boys talking about the money problem. I wrote that. I don't think there's anything that happens with that. Probably just a nope. waste of a line to to read <laughs> yep. on this podcast. So there it is. And Everybody, let's focus on it more. Let's Randy hunker down in and talk more about that line. <laughs> the boys talking about the money problem. It might come I think back. They start in chasing the movie. him. Yeah. It, could. it could. It could come back. The boys. It's not gonna. <laughs> the boys suggest Ralphie just ask his dad for the money. Ralphie has a, a black and white vision of him going to prison on death row uh, after talking to his dad. Uh, Ralphie goes outside and very reluctantly asks, asks his dad for the money. We hear from the inside, uh, dad, he's basically screaming at him on from they're outside the house. Dad's like putting up Christmas lights. And from the inside mm-hmm. of the house, you just hear the classic rigum, 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 blah, 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 cursing from the outside. His dad going off on Ralphie. Um, Ralphie gets an idea when he sees a picture of him and Santa as a kid. He's back in his room at this point. Okay. Yep. Was that him? Why does he have a picture of himself as a baby framed <laughs> meeting Santa? Santa in his own bedroom? Good question. It's, not even his, it's like a bedroom that he and Randy share. So this yeah. is in their bedroom. It was very yeah. weird. That's maybe just something choice. his mom put up because his mom likes that kind of stuff. So she thought yeah. that would be nice to have in their room. I don't know. I guess you're right. As a mom, it's, I'm not buying it. He really. I actually loves- do believe Celia would put up pictures of Dot as a baby in Dot's room. So I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and discount my. But criticism. Ralphie loves Christmas, and he really relates Does to talking to Santa. I mean, he said in the beginning that he still loves Christmas, so he really likes that picture of him talking to Santa because it just brings back all that emotion for him. That's why mm-hmm. he has a picture of himself. As a baby in his room. <laughs> and that's why he's looking at it. So Makes sense. he gets an idea when looking at this picture. And I thought he was going to say something, but he's going to ask Santa for the money. I, I was confused at what, where it was going with this. But instead, <laughs> he said he's going to work at the department store 12 hours a day with his friends, and they will make the money. Um, Higby's. Yeah. At Higby's. At Higby's. Um, they cut to another Ralphie daydream with him winning employee of the year at the store and getting bags of money. Drusella comes, comes up on stage and kisses him. I think this was on the cheek. I'm, I don't know if it's a full lip on lip action, but I like I like this whole daydream. It was just funny that uh, it just, it cracks me up because it's like, no, a company would never throw bags of money at you. For I like that it is year. FDR is in the daydream, awarding yes. him the award of <laughs> employee of the year is the president. Yeah, it's it's a great little daydream. Maybe the only part of the film that I really truly enjoyed was this one scene. So, uh, next scene, um, debt. I just like to point out, assuming that they're making the federal minimum wage in 1946 of 40 cents an hour, <laughs> in order to make 85 dollars, they will have to work. 212 uh, hours, which divided by 12 hours a day is 17 days. So I guess split among three of them 
if there's no taxes coming out Is that of it, 70, they could 17 maybe... days divided by three because three of them are working. Yeah, so I'm saying 17 days divided by three, yes, would put it. It's like 17.7 days, so it would be about six days, which is how much time they have. So it, the math checks out. They did the math. If they get paid with no tax coming out. Well, this was before taxes, clearly. Yeah. And we have to also keep in mind that they lose $12 on their first Well, we day. haven't gotten oh, yeah, there owe, yet. They owe yeah, I know. I know. So that's going to add more time to this, but yeah. Um, next scene dad is in the basement dealing with the furnace yelling and he does his cursing rigum frigum thing Uh, mom is seen in the kitchen adding money to a jar because he's cursing is this the curse jar is that what it is it's I just assumed it was like money she found when she was doing laundry it's like mom's secret stash of cash okay I just thought it was secret money but it never really came back and there were two different jars of money right she had the the glass jar and then like a tin can she does use it and at the I, end of the movie. Like it, it comes the money. Comes yeah, she back, uses but. it to buy stuff. I guess she's just keeping it secret. I don't know why. I she's really got don't understand why. Maybe she's trying to there was, get out of this family and leave. Because, yeah, it's <laughs> like her running away money, or and is I guess. Yeah, I just I don't know. It was very weird. Yeah, uh, a man comes to the house to check out the furnace. He is credited as the heater guy, I think, as heating guy. So heating guy shows up. Um. And uh, tries to upsell the old man, and the old man very oh. comically throws him out of the house. And let's not say very comically, because my note was that was some terrible physical comedy. <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> I, I, I wrote it in t- bit tug and cheek comically because it's okay, like good. it almost has like a sound effect in it. Like it's like whoa, whoop, and like you're out. You know, it looked so <laughs> half-assed, like the way that he yeah. threw and, him out. And uh, heating yeah. guy, aka C. Ernst Harth. Is a is a big man who doesn't look like it doesn't look like Daniel Stern would be able to just like like just pick him up and toss him out. Yeah. So it's yeah it's it's not great and you don't really get the you don't really get the feeling that heating guy was really truly like like hiking up the price. He was probably just telling him the real price. You know he seems like yeah a nice probably guy. was just like here's the price for a new heater yeah. um, or a new furnace or whatever. Uh, now we're at the deli. Mom is picking out a turkey with the old man. The old man is complaining about the price of the furnace being 350 bucks. He sees the tur- gets the turkey, sees the price, and begins to complain to the deli guy, saying he isn't plant- paying such a crazy price for a turkey. Um, he thinks the the price on it is like the barcode at first. And and his mom, mother, is her, her name just mother? Yeah, her name's just it's mother. It's just mother. Yeah, her name's just mother. She's not very good in this movie either no. we don't really talk about her do. but they don't even style her to look the same which they, is what she's got straight me. hair yeah she should have curly hair yes mm-hmm. it's uh. just like that alone would do so much more to make it feel in conjunction but yeah she looks different everybody just looks completely different in this movie it's just it's kind of jarring um Mom is trying to remind him that he loves the turkey and that he dreams about it because that's like part a big part of the first one is that he's looking forward to yeah. the turkey so much. And um, dad puts his foot down saying, no, they will not be doing a turkey. He then sees a trout for sale and gets a brilliant idea. They're going to go ice fishing for their Christmas dinner. And I just kind of hated this scene. I'm like, the dad loves a yeah. turkey so much. It's this so scene stupid. alone was just like, I was like, this is not, no, this does not line up. Because he like he made such a big deal about the turkey. Well, how fact much that he's eating it was raw the, in the first yeah. movie? How how much is the price increase possibly that they are like he's so incensed over it? You know, because it's like, like I think it's forty cents. A he's just never pound. known. He's just never known what the price is. Probably. Yeah. It's just it's it's so stupid, and it's like 
the joy of a Christmas story is we're getting all of these mo- these Christmas time moments that are like relatable moments that like you know p- you go through in life. There's nothing relatable about your dad going crazy and deciding to ice <laughs> fish <laughs> for your yeah. fucking dinner. Complain about the like, and there's multiple ice fishing scenes that are just like this Well, it's sucks. also weird too because like in the first movie and I know Scott we mentioned this when we were watching it like it, Ralphie's in like every scene. It's his movie, it's him being a kid. Yes. Where the where is Ralphie in this scene and why are we watching yes. this? Yeah, the the first movie is all Ralphie's perspective. You feel like you're watching this as Ralphie saw it cuz he is the narrator telling you anyway, like mm-hmm. so you rarely ever get a full scene without him present. And then this movie has a bunch of scenes that are just the mom and the dad together. And it's like, you don't feel like you're watching a Christmas story yeah, because without it's, Ralphie's POV. Because Ralphie's not there. And I don't remember if Ralphie narrates this part, but there is a part later where it's just the parents and Ralphie is narrating what's happening. And it I'm flabbergasted that that's a thing because Ralphie's not in the scene. So how does he know yeah. what's happening? It's, it's yeah. so strange. It's like very odd. That's like basic narration shit to not yeah. put in your movie. Very basic. Like if you're not there, don't narrate. Yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, scene, we cut now to Higby's. Ralphie and his friends now have their jobs, and it's their first day. They're, they're all spiffy in their new uniforms. They're placed at a gift wrapping station, and they looked overwhelmed after the gift wrapping lady quickly gives them instruction <laughs> and then just promptly leaves and says, good luck basically and they're just standing there like like what do we like do morons, yeah because they don't know they're they're not gonna be able to do anything like i will say as somebody who has worked in a department store during the holidays like that offers free gift wrapping this was pretty accurate oh yeah good <laughs> yeah people just line up and they're all like waving their tickets at you and like where's my present and you're trying to keep everything like together and wrapping as fast as you can and you just go with it yeah i mean it was obviously over overdone but it, no. i was like okay I get it. You know, you, this kind of feels like it have you or have you not ever wrapped up someone's baby <laughs> on accident i cannot legally answer that question <laughs> the investigation is for another still for another 15 yeah. years yeah, the legal, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. we have to wait till the statute of limitations yeah, is yeah. Before she can. you wrapped her baby <laughs> um yeah and uh we we quickly Cut to see the old man at a neighbor's house trying to find a used furnace. We go back to the store. Uh, the boys are doing a terrible job keeping up with the crowd. This is just the nightmare crowd that you were talking about is pretty mm-hmm. accurate. And so, yeah, uh, yeah, one lady is being ridiculous, saying that she's like, well, you try to be patient with a 10-week-old, and she brings up this giant basket with a 10-week-old <laughs> baby. And I'm like, don't bring your 10-week-old to a department store. Like, <laughs> She's got to get her got tea shopping set. done. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Maybe I, I'm not a I'm not a you know mother or single. I don't know what her situation is, but yeah, maybe she has to. She she might have to do that. But Ralphie's friend is a moron because he accidentally wrapped the baby, and and uh, that's just something that I up- did like this scene too because they were like, "Where's the man? Where's that lady at?" And then it just cuts to her drinking. Yes, in the stair in the stairwell. So great! They're like, where was that lady who taught us what to do? And it shows her <laughs> in the stairwell drinking from a flask like chuckling yeah. this is probably my other favorite that part was, of this movie is just i love that yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh just yeah it's great um the boys get new jobs because they're clearly fa- failing at this one uh one guy is supposed to spray perfume i believe it's schwartz that's spraying the perfume 
He yep. sprays it in his own eye, and then another lady, he spills the bottle on her chest and tries wiping it off with his hands all over her chest, <laughs> and her sailor boyfriend shows up and just starts chasing him around the store. Um, Ralphie is a total nerd because he's trying to undress a mannequin and can't get the bra off. <laughs> what a Once again, I'm like, why? Why? I know. Is this here? <laughs> Like look, he's that's classic Christmas stuff, guys. Classic, classic Christmas, Christmas stuff. Watching a fifteen-year-old try to take a bra <laughs> off of a mannequin—that's classic stuff. Um, like it's it's funny. He like tries to like stand on the opposite side of her. Like it's, yeah, uh, he's like closing his eyes. Yeah, like he's Twitter painted. He's guys, very so. Twitter painted <laughs> with Drusella and this mannequin apparently. So. Um, other guys trying to get a chew off of a lady and can't, uh, I don't know he's in the shoe department. Um, they don't get fired after this nightmare day, but the manager shows them how much they made versus how much they now owe due to damages. And they're at minus $12 after their entire day's work, which I'm assuming is 12 hours. So they all work for yeah. 36 hours total and they owe the company $12. Yikes. Yeah. Not, not ideal. I don't think I've ever worked for a like a like a job that I've had to owe them money. Yeah, they wouldn't do that. That's, that's not I mean, thing. yeah, in general, that's not how <laughs> jobs work, dear. So yeah, that makes sense that you do owe us though to be on this podcast. To be clear, oh, you how much? What's how much is that? What's the rate? Eighty five dollars. Kyle and I were test driving a car and we had an accident exactly. and yes. Now, both, is of it our $85? both of our pants did end up <laughs> off. That's all I'll say. Your pants got twisted. Is it eighty five dollars from forty six or from two thousand twenty one? No, no, eighty five modern dollars. Yes. Oh, okay, thank okay. you. US US is okay. I sure. Oh, bitcoins. It. Okay. So yeah, we need eighty five bitcoins. That's a lot of bitcoin money. So <laughs> it's gonna take a while. Okay. Uh, next day uh, at Big B's, or Higby's, not Big B's, that's a coffee place. <laughs> Higby's, they're at a new job where they simply just need to stamp paper and send it in a vacuum tube, a different one. There, there's a pink one, pink paper, there's different colored papers, yeah. different tubes. Easy, simple. You put, the white, you put the white one in the tray and the pink one goes to ship to shipping. Thank you. That's, yeah. You're welcome. Um, we are now out on the lake. And the old man is drilling a hole through in the ice with Randy. Randy is cold. A snowstorm comes, and there's a funny narration line that just says, it, "And this is why Randy still li- still lives in Fort Lauderdale." And I just like that that yeah. he's lived I in chuckled. Florida. That was funny. This is the most uh, high school play looking set area yeah. of the movie. Yeah, just the, the, the ice fishing area. The backdrop. It's just. An ice ground and then a backdrop of trees behind them. That is clearly a backdrop of like trees canvas. behind yeah, them. Yeah, it does like not, not look good. It looks it looks no. off from the rest of the movie. It looks even worse later when nighttime when we have a nighttime <laughs> yes. scene there. Oh god! Um, so they come back home. They reveal they didn't catch anything, but they'll go out again tomorrow. And the old man mm-hmm. gets a call from the contractor he talked to about the furnace, and they have a nine-year-old oilomatic available for one eighty-five with free installation. The furnace has one last sputtering cloud of smog, and the old man just laughs at it and just basically, basically telling this firm furnace that its time has come. And the the yeah. months, and then um, the, there's a there's a funny narration as the dad's like really happy about this happening that. It, uh, Ralphie says that in six months the old man would have 
the guys who installed installed the new furnace in small claims court, but for now we're <laughs> celebrating the success. So obviously this is somewhat of a scam. It sounds it's, like, yeah, it's not going to work yeah. out the long, but run. it just, we don't get to see the scam yeah. play out. And maybe no, it wasn't a scam. Maybe the old man just screwed up the new furnace and he's just, salty. yeah, that I believe, I believe that yeah. more than <laughs> the other thing. So, um, Oh, a, a Randy scene. Randy breaks a film. Also, six months. So in June, he's going to be replacing he, his yeah. furnace. Point. Yeah. <laughs> why is he even like, using it? I, exactly. That's why it's no. been crap all these years. He's <laughs> constantly running the furnace. All right. Sorry. Continue. Just, that Randy just breaks a villain. How weird that is. That's all I have yes. written down. It, uh, is there anything else happening? He's trying to eat a candy bar. He bites and he breaks his filling, which is like, good because he's trying to get out of going ice fishing. And the mom is like, oh, well, well we're going to have to go to the dentist. And he's so horrified that he wants to go ice fishing again uh, instead. But his mom makes him go to the dentist, right? Yes. Yeah. Yep. That's it. Good. And that is the funniest part of the movie. The dentist scene. Is the dentist? He, he I was kind of like low-key hoping it was going to be Steve Martin playing the dentist. I knew it wasn't going to be him, but I kind of was hoping it was. Yeah, I love the But the dentist scene. part was hilarious. Yeah. It's great. I don't know how, it's just <laughs> Randy in the, like the, the shot the of shadow. the shadow, the silhouette yes, of him. It's so like, good. It's like the only screaming. good shot in the movie. Yeah, he's he has so much abject terror in his scream. Like it's the <laughs> Worst thing ever. It was and funny. The dentist I, is we, like hilariously laughing. creepy. Like he looks yeah, so weird. Like, <laughs> looks like a war doctor or something. Yeah. And it's yes. yeah, yeah. Great scene. I realize I must have I skipped That's over okay. my actual favorite scene yeah, in don't the movie worry. though. Oh, okay. We're, we can I can't back. believe that you're about okay. to say this scene is your favorite, but it's so horrific. Yeah, so you know <laughs> it's like a horror movie. <laughs> okay, so what happens, right? Well, there we're Back in the mailroom, and the, the boys, they get a green paper. Well, they freak out, because they don't know what to do with the green paper. It's either white or it's pink, you know? So while two of them yeah. are calling to figure out what to do, the tall one looks at the vacuum tubes. And yeah, flick. he decides that this this is the, the movie's stick the tongue to the frozen pole moment. It's so dumb, because in the original movie, they dare they him dare to him. do like, it. It's, it's a like a deal. big thing. Mm-hmm. Yes, this one, it's just... I honestly legitimately thought he was going to put his dick in it for a second because he's like a horny teenager sure. and that's what you would expect him to do more than what he does which or is like just the like, side of his face or something yeah, he, yes. like, he, what he, happens is he sticks his tongue into it and then his mouth yes. gets sucked into it and it's the grossest, my words on the paper it's the grossest thing I've ever seen it is legitimately some like the thing, like level, it made me think like of the effect. Thing, yeah. it's, it's so like, gross his looking. Mouth stretches out with his tongue out, uh, and it's yeah. like it makes me nauseous thinking work. about it. It's so. Bad. I'm saying though, the artistry on that prosthetic work is the best, like most artistic part of the movie. Okay, yeah, whoever sure. designed that shot. They did a great job of making it, making it, really it look gross. horrific and awful, and yes. just and I, it's so which made me laugh because it was so laughing. out of place. It's so gross. Like, I hate the scene. I don't want it there because it's so nasty to me. If I had more of this scene, like more things like this, I probably would have liked the movie a little bit more. I think I would too. I love this part. This is one of those types of scenes 
that's like this is so demented <laughs> that it's like it's incredibly enjoyable to watch. Like this is a train wreck of a scene. This is a it's good, a shit show. Say, it shouldn't yeah, be in it's here. It's these type of things that make a good terrible Christmas movie, like ones that you want yes. to rewatch. So I would say yes. for yeah. that value, quote unquote value, then yes, if we had more of those things in this maybe would become somewhat of a staple in a house. Yeah, the but, problem is it's mostly boring outside of like yeah. those few exactly. moments. Yes. Um, so, the- yeah. So this uh, this horrific scene ends. Uh, the manager comes by saying they've lost the elves, and so it cuts to Santa. Um, so so basically, the boys are going to be the elves for Santa. This is uh, presumably the same Santa that that, yeah. that Ralphie met. Like, because he said he's been doing it for like twelve years or years, something. I think is 19, what I got yeah, written down, okay. and yeah, so it's been the same Santa, you know, completely different actor, obviously, and doesn't no, look anything not, the same. Nothing yeah. about this nothing. feels the same. He doesn't act the, the same. He doesn't have similar no. lines. He's still like a he's jerk. He's more but... like jerk, like way more. Like the first Santa is obviously not like Santa. It's like you know, he's not a nice Santa. But this guy, I felt, was very like cruel almost at yeah. times. Like just the first Santa mean. really captures like perfectly the kind of scariness that little kids seem to feel towards Santa Claus, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. like little kids are always crying when they meet Santa and they do a good job <laughs> in the original movie of like making him feel vaguely scary. Like he, like he's oh, trying oh, to be good at his oh. job, but he's yeah. also maybe a murderer. Yeah. Like yeah. maybe an alcoholic, this guy's, you know, like it's, yes. Yeah. But this guy's just openly an asshole. Like yeah, he's it's just not a, yeah, as fun. Yeah. yeah, he's just a turd and just not the same character. So that's mm-hmm. just that. But, um, excuse me. Um, uh, so yeah, cut to Santa telling a child he that the kid's not going to get what he wants because because he can't. Santa can't have what he wants, which is his wife to stop hitching up her skirt whenever a salesman <laughs> comes around. And uh, uh, Randy. Uh, this is the Randy gets his tooth pulled by the creepy dentist scene now, which is great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We talked about it. It's awesome. Uh, another kid is sitting on Santa's lap. A kid, uh, the kid looks like he's blanking like Ralphie did, you know, like, what do you want for Christmas? And then Ralphie, you know, in the original says football. Is this, yeah. Is yeah. this the hobo kid? Yeah, this is the hobo kid. Yeah, this is the, um, the tiny Tim kid. Yeah, tiny Tim. Yeah, that's what it is. Him. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Um, and the kid uh, snaps out of it and says that he he just asks for a car tire, which is strange um uh there's no connection yet right with the car tire no we don't no. know you don't know you're like why is. is this kid like ideally you'd be like why is this kid asking for a tire whatever yeah i mean it's Weird. obvious what's going yeah. on when you're watching it but like we don't know yet what is happening yeah yeah um ralphie decides He's going to stand up to Santa because Santa's still being a jerk. And he tells Santa he needs to take it easy on the kids. And he tells him he's a disgrace to the uniform. And, um, yeah, R- Ralphie addresses the whole crowd and tells Santa he's done being Santa because, yeah, he sucks, basically. He's like, you're done. And, okay. So his friends get in a fight with each other with giant candy canes. I didn't catch why that happened. One of them just poked the other one uh, because like, he wanted the line to keep me? moving. Yeah, and they they just have this bit. It recurs one other time later in the movie, but like this bit of "Did you just push me?" No, uh, this is pushing you, and then they start fighting. It's just 
Teenage hormones, Kyle. I don't know. Okay. What's so they start you? fighting. Just Everybody's being boys, being boys. Everything yeah. turns to chaos. Santa's like, whatever, I quit. And he walks out and the, the stores. He says chaos. he's going on a break. Oh, <laughs> he's like, I'm yeah. going on a break. Oh, so he's, he's not actually quitting. He's just, okay. No, he no. just take. he's going on a break and he takes his hair. He takes yeah, his hair he off. He just completely just, yeah, just shows everybody that he's not Santa. <laughs> I think one of my main takeaways from this entire scene is that I think Santa would have been a better old man. The old man. I think he would have actually Maybe. done a good job being pretty similar to Darren McAvin. So, I, I mean, I'd buy it more than what we have, at least. Yeah. yeah. So, um, now we're back with the old man is ice fishing, and uh, the oh, I wrote old woman uh, mother joins him. <laughs> Uh, she changes the lure to a prettier one and immediately catches a big fish. The fish is too large to get through the the ice fishing hole. However, this fish was great. I, this is so weird. Did I you love guys this. It's another I laughed so hard. <laughs> so they're they're struggling to get, try and get this fish <laughs> out through the ice fishing hole, and only mm-hmm. like the the front first part of this fish's face can get through because the hole's so small <laughs> and it's just weird old the dad just grabs the he's just like yeah. grabbing the, <laughs> the fish's just head. head and like trying to pull it through and uh eventually the fish doesn't come through he gets away uh old man blames a woman saying she jinxed it mom yells at him telling him he, telling him he's a huge skimp he skimps on everything she eventually calls him a son of a bit and then this is when Ralphie narrates as the only time she ever cursed, which is very confusing. This is not like, even there. So why is he narrating yeah, it? Why would he know? I know. Uh, I don't know. Something about this scene where it was so like dependent on something being too big to fit in a hole. I was like, there's so much that this could be a weird metaphor or innuendo for. I was like, is this supposed to somehow represent some sort of in-bedroom marital problems oh, that these two are having oh, or my know. thought was what, what was he planning so, on catching to feed his family for christmas if that hole was too small yeah. <laughs> like that's he's the only thing i could think of like, it's like there's minnows. like he's trying to create yeah i'm like here you go kids you each get a tiny little minnow yeah just make a bigger hole yeah exactly that's, uh that's the takeaway <laughs> keep the fish on doubt, the line make a fish hole. isn't going anywhere because yeah. it's already on the line and uh let oh it swim gosh, around. That and, fish was great. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Another strange scene. Um, <laughs> more great prosthetic work. Yeah. Like sure. Special yeah. effects work. The fish. Come mm, on. It was great. Do I sense a best performer for Scott? Hmm, I wonder. Mm, uh, I don't know. So Ralphie mm. and the boys get fired from the job for causing a ruckus, which is just uh, like it's warranted. You know, they, they yeah, they should have been fired on the first day. day like, clearly. Sorry, kids. Um, the family is Christmas caroling. Uh, that's just a quick caroling scene. That's it. Um, Ralphie meets his dad on the lake at night. Uh, his dad is proud of him for taking the job downtown. They have a an actual nice moment. His dad doesn't know that he lost the job at this point. Um, oh, wait. Is this where they have the, the night Yeah, this fishing? is the night fishing. Okay. This is where it looks really bad, and you can tell it's a backdrop because the it's trees just, yeah. are lighter on the bottom than they are on the really? top because of the light reflect. Because it's just light reflecting off of the ground onto the backdrop that's right behind oh, them. That's awesome. Yeah, it looks so. Stupid. And then you can because you can see the that, and then like the rippling. Yeah, you can of the see canvas the or whatever that they're using. Yeah, like you can just tell in the night shot that it's fabric right behind <laughs> and them, and it's just <laughs> jarring because you're like watching Ralphie and the old man, and then you're like that backdrop's got to be like. 
right behind yeah. him. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's, it's right there. Setup. Just yeah, yeah, mm. not good. Um, not good. The so uh, dad, they have a nice moment. Ralphie leaves. Dad stays three more hours and doesn't catch a thing. And then Ralphie narrates that he didn't know his dad didn't catch anything until years later, and he's glad that it was kept a secret. We don't know what that's supposed to mean yet. Um, uh, Ralphie tries yeah. to get his job back. He's back at the store alone, talk, pleading with the manager. The manager says, sure, why not? Then humiliates him by having him put on a reindeer suit and jump around in the front <laughs> of the store with a sign. And this is our Ralphie coming out with the, the pink nightmare suit on. But this in this movie, he's wearing this just regular reindeer Jing- suit. Jingle-belled reindeer outfit. Yeah. yeah. Um, he's out with the sign, you know, swinging a sign saying, come into Higby's. Uh, a on the outside of a Gets sign. Gets into a jingle off yes. with the donation yeah, guy. Yeah, the Salvation Army <laughs> thing. Was, oh, like gosh. Bell guy is there, and they're, he's jingling when he moves because the reindeer suit has bells all over it, and the other guy's like ringing his bell. So they just like try to out-jingle each other. Eventually, the bucket of money spills that the uh, Salvation Army guy has, and Ralphie sees Drusella walking by, and so he's Ooh. feeling like a fool in his reindeer suit. He's like, "This girl's never gonna <laughs> yeah. like me," I've, and he's never talked to her yet, right? Like, it's dead. So, no, not that we're aware of. No, he's picking it all up for the Salvation Army guy. When why give her a character when we can instead make her an object of his desire, just like a BB Perfect. gun <laughs> or a car? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Um, he's picking it up for. He's picking up the stuff of the Salvation Army guy when a $5 bill floats away and a really buff dude dressed as a newsie picks it up. <laughs> I love this and, guy. And I'm going to say era inappropriate amount of buffness. Yeah. yeah. You know, I don't think there were dudes who were that They might as well yoked, have just gotten just Jason Statham to play this character. Yeah. yeah. That's who he I, made me think of. He just doesn't have the, like, guys who were in shape in the 40s don't look like guys who are in shape now, you know? Like, yeah, they don't have the clearly, same equipment yeah, and regimens. Has been, you know, doing specific muscle workouts, like, every day where he's just working out his biceps and shoulders. You know, it's just, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, era inappropriate is a good way to say it. And I didn't like, his outfit seemed just wrong to me, too. But <laughs> He's like, hey, wh- like, was this the guy, Scott, that we were talking about? He kind of had, like, that weird, hey, kappa kind of accent. Or is that a different character? I can't remember. Uh, I, on, we watched this movie last night. I can't remember what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> so I can't. Yeah. Anyway. So uh, Ralphie tells the guy to give it back. Hey, it came from this bucket. Like the guy's collecting money for. Yeah, he doesn't say for yeah. what, but gro- the, this grown giant man decides to punch this <laughs> 15 year old in a reindeer costume <laughs> in the gut, and he gives the money back by sticking it through the 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 horn the reindeer horn on his head antler antler thank yeah. you I, yeah you're welcome forgot i know you're not a veterinarian i'm not a veterinarian i don't know what all these parts are <laughs> um and so he, he puts it on there but not not before drusella sees ralphie looking like a little pip squeak on the ground and uh ralphie is is dejected he goes back to back inside and he's got a stamping job when he just stamps so sadly yeah He's, he's pretty dejected. He got beat up by a full-grown giant bodybuilder. An adult an man. An adult man who decided <laughs> yeah. to punch him in the gut. Like, okay. Um, Ralphie tells his friends that he has made $84.12 and only needs one more dollar. So we don't know how he got that money. Nobody knows. Nope. I, I really he feel like... He may have just like, grabbed a whole uh, handful of money. 
when you're already at $84, I think that's enough of a show of goodwill that you could probably just go to the guy and be like, I'm a dollar short. I'll pay yeah, exactly. you. Exactly. It wasn't Christmas. even, it wasn't even a like, dollar. Wasn't it? It was like yeah, 88 cents. Yeah. Yes. 88, just 88 cents. cents. And I, and I kind of, I give it a little bit of leeway cause he's, he's a 15 year old. And so I think to a young, to a kid, like that may seem like the, like there's no leeway, you know, with an adult. Yeah. And yeah. so, yeah, as an adult, I'd be like, dude, I got you $84.12. Like, here you go. Can I get you another eight? Can, you, can we write off yeah, the last 88 chunk? cents? Can I get that to you sometime, maybe? Like, you know? <laughs> no, you're going to jail. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, jail. Uh, his friend brings out a silver dollar, saying it means everything to him and it means would mean too much to him to give up. He's got this whole story. Then they questioned the friend. Wasn't it like yeah. given to him by like his grandpa? Yeah, or he something? just got it. This scene sucks. Can we skip it? Let's just okay, skip, skip it. It just sucked. <laughs> I'm not skipping it. How dare you? All right. I'm just hitting the skip button on the they DVD. They question him and they reveal that he just got the, the coin like two weeks ago and they get in a tussle over it. Um, and they get it. And then they get Ralphie's it. Ralphie's walking yeah. down the street, walks past a, a store with the leg lamp in the window. There's the leg lamp. Um, yep. We see it we for a brief see it moment. For a moment. Yeah. There it is. That was that was uh, the uh, Leo, Leonardo the Leo meme. Yeah, Leonardo yeah. DiCaprio <laughs> meme of the Once Upon a Time in Hollywood pointing meme. Yeah, pointing meme. That was me. Um, he sees the boy who asked for the tire for Christmas beside a, fi- a fire barrel with his dad, Ugh, and decides, "Fuck yeah, this. this is terrible. This is." I think this is the second time we see this family. Because if it, you say he's walking with the with the jar of money, the, right? So he has he seen sees, them once before. He sees them outside when he's in his reindeer outfit. I think. Okay. Yeah, that's uh, right. Earlier. Yeah. So yeah. Because I was like, why are they outside? So yeah. he goes up to the dad, and he just decide out out of the goodwill of his heart, decides to take the family out to dinner at the Chinese place from the first movie, and he has dinner with that family and pays for it. And it's yeah. just extremely and, random, very odd. Out of just, they need a they they need a tire so they can leave this town. I guess I don't know. <laughs> their car's broken. I, they just wanted it, a scene where they could be like, "We need the Chinese restaurant there. Let's get that back." And that's well, they where wanted, they put that in. Uh, my that problem with scene. this, it's not just that they want that scene; it's that they want a Christmas moral in the movie. Mm-hmm. They want like that sort of like uh, goodwill toward man messaging. But the issue is that a Christmas story is not a mo- a Christmas movie that is about Christmas morality or Christmas themes. It's a Christmas movie that is literally just about Christmas time and pre- and like the reality of it, like experiencing it. You know, being a kid yes. and wanting that one particular yeah. thing. It's like because there's there's like two kinds of Christmas movies: movies that are set around Christmas and movies that are like about messages of goodwill that are themes of Christmas, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. The original Christmas story is not a theme movie. There's no, like, this is the, and thus we all learned our lesson to be like this on Christmas. It's just a movie where a kid wants a toy and he gets the toy. Yeah, like, and, the, and this scene, some, yeah. it's, they don't, it's not like they're building up and, like, this has been the whole plan of the whole movie to have a Christmas moral to the story. No, it's just yeah. slapped in here randomly, and it's a, odd it's not something that would ever happen in real life where a 15 year old would like take a family out to to dinner at night and like 
still and like eat with them like why does he eat with them yeah you know that's and, weird well he was trying to get them to get the entrees because it saves more money and but they wanted <laughs> to yes. order the a la carte, a la carte <laughs> so i told him not to <sighs> um yeah it's odd uh we get christmas dinner now and so we're back at his house and mom brings out a giant fish that dad caught and so narrator ralphie reveals that randy still doesn't know the truth that she bought the trout mm. herself with her hard-earned, well, hard-found money, her jar of... Her, her, whatever, her sneaky her money. Stash. Her stash. I think maybe she's an alcoholic and she uses it I to buy booze normally. Yeah. Or something. <laughs> Everybody's yeah. an alcoholic, maybe. Dad's an alcoholic in the basement. Well, it's the 40s, so, so yeah. everyone yeah, was that's an true. alcoholic. That's just how it is, yes. Ralphie shows up to Hank to give him what he has. He only has $32.94. Hank t- takes it gladly and says he already sold the car and made it big on the cellar. Made out like a bandit. And uh, why is Hank in his office on Christmas Eve? He's waiting for his money. I guess. Yeah. He's waiting and to call the police if Ralphie doesn't <laughs> show up brain with damage, $85. So. And he, that, yes. Maybe he just doesn't know that's... He doesn't yeah, live yeah. there. That's just his job. Uh, it's Christmas Day. All of a sudden, it's Christmas Day. Kids run down the stairs yep. and start ripping open the presents. The old man is Woo! gifted some fishing lures from his wife. Ralphie gets a present from his aunt. And the one who always gets him the outfit, Ralphie opens it, and it's a sailor's costume, which is strange. They figure out it's actually supposed to be Randy's. Randy's tr- Randy tries to run away, but Ralphie grabs him, and Randy goes up the stairs, puts it on, looks ridiculous. Yeah, okay, well, let's not just breeze right by this, because this is a, a moment that <laughs> some people described as hilarious what? while we were watching oh, it. This said <laughs> I will I, say I, that this whole, you did say this whole you said that's <laughs> okay, I believe it. I believe that 100% because this scene is basically exactly what happens in the first Christmas it is, story. Yeah. So it's the same yeah, but scene. I don't want to just gloss over it. that though either. This entire scene of Christmas morning where they're opening the presents, I was crying during this this scene. Yeah. This is the Celia cry moment. We get yes, one. Was was we get one yes. in this movie. I was crying and I thought the sailor costume was so cute and so <laughs> funny <laughs> for this inappropriately aged kid that's supposed yeah, to yeah i just liked i just thought it was like so a, cute like 12 i liked his reaction where he you know it was hit now he is the ralphie moment like that's his ralphie yeah. moment he doesn't want to come down dad's like doesn't she know that they're boys and i just thought it was funny mm-hmm. um great i'm Goodness. so glad that yeah. you do that you laughed at this <laughs> so I, I don't know. You I think I may have a smirked. review of this movie that said I laughed, I cried, and it would yes, be yeah. I, 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 I cried, I was I horrified. That's, that's <laughs> Pretty much, I felt all the I felt all the emotions of grief. Oh, uh, goodness! Right. Family is sitting around after the damage is done, saying they've had a great Christmas. Ralphie tells his dad there's a rat in the kitchen, so the old man goes in and follows a ribbon placed there by someone. The ribbon leads to the basement, and we see a very excited father. He walks upstairs with none other than the leg lamp in his arms. Ta-da! I choose to believe that the Chinese dinner only cost like a dollar, and Ralphie spent like fifty bucks yeah. on this fucking <laughs> yeah. leg lamp for his dad. I don't know where he got the money for that. You know, it's just yeah, it's like. Yeah. I just find it very interesting because he had won the leg lamp in a like a crossword puzzle. Yes, and how popular and i mean like i just i just is like such an odd it's item one of those things have, that yeah. was in a few houses because it was from a raffle and it was so popular that the other yeah. manufacturers like we got to make the leg lamp i guess and just it's essentially what happened after this movie was out too you know all these 
people yep. started making the leg lamp. So that I don't know. I have no idea. It, uh, it yeah, I agree. I, like it's to, I mean, I get it. Um, dad gets the leg lamp. He's he's just so happy, uh, so happy about it. Um, they take a picture by the Christmas tree, and uh, Ralphie just turns around, and sees the keys, or does somebody say something? His dad well, tells dad's like, him get, to go he's like, get close to the tree. Yeah, he's like, stand closer in. to your mom. And then that's when he notices the keys. keys. His dad kites him. He's yeah. hanging on the Christmas tree. And so he runs outside and wow, he got the Emerald Express. It's in the driveway. Wow. And he, that is such an expensive present. Yeah. That's, right? Wow. Which makes it like, right, to me, it's like, why wouldn't, like, that's why it makes more sense for like that 16 birthday gift because like that's the what you want when you turn 16 is the car so that that to me it was just so weird yeah yeah agreed kind of strange timing i still don't like the car as the main vocal piece i I don't like that it's split between the car and the girl i just you know Mm -hmm. that's my main complaint um in the driveway he is with the car um he's noted it has 132,000 miles on it so it is kind of a junk like this how long did these (laughs) cars last i don't know but he uh takes a towel from out from under one of the tires and it begins to roll away it's rolling down the driveway he jumps in front and is able to stop it with the help of drusilla what she reveals that she actually was not just walking by to walk by she was actually coming by to see him she tells him that she was impressed that he stood up to that big dude outside of Higby's in the reindeer costume scene. He asks her if she's single, and she says, yep, she broke up with uh, Todd, whatever. Todd? I think it's Todd. <laughs> Todd. I think Todd. It's Todd something. Um, Why is the floor wet, Todd? <laughs> I don't oh, know, Margo. <laughs> um, Sorry. No, don't ever apologize for giving me a Christmas vacation quote. That's the only part of the movie I remember. That's good. That's a good part. I have a sweater. Okay, Carrie good. and I have sweaters with that quote on where it says, why is the carpet all wet, Todd, on hers? And then my sweater says, I don't know, Margo. Um, you guys should just wear them on different days. Well, yeah, Like not together, true. just like one person wears the sweater. Um. That's what we should do. Yes, we should go. We're going yes. to a Christmas party, planning on wearing them on tomorrow night, and I. We should just yeah. One of us wears it, the other one wears a different Christmas sweater. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. Anyway, uh, I've just been looking up the actress who plays Drusilla, and I think give us her long of the list eight, of 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 her eighteen credited movies. I think like twelve of them are TV movies. So I think we should just do. An entire season of every movie that T- Tierra Scovby is in. Good. Drusilla She's Gutrez. in at least two other Christmas movies. I think we could probably squeeze her in. Tierra Tuesdays. I don't know. Hell yeah. <laughs> um, so she, yeah, she, she's impressed with him, and he asks her if she's single. She says, yep. She broke up with them. They're getting closer and closer. They don't kiss. Uh, Dad is watching from the window, kind of creepily. Ralphie looks at him and asks him if he can take her for a ride down the street in the new car. Dad says, yep, once around the block. They drive around the block. She gives him a kiss on the cheek. He takes a big whiff of her hair. 
Ugh. And the movie. Can we also oh, yeah. say that they're driving with the top, like with the convertible oh, yeah. down, like the top down. Dead winter in Indiana in the winter. That's the one thing. One thing about this movie is I never feel like it's cold. And in the original, I feel like I'm freezing the entire movie. Like whenever they're outside, it just feels yeah, so running around in the snow. cold in the original Christmas story. And this one, it just does. It seems like it's like pretty warm outside, yet there's snow everywhere. Yeah, I didn't even talk about the really bad like snowfall that there yeah, was. CG oh, the CG snow, snow is real bad. It. Yeah, it's yeah, like, like it's so obvious filter. that they're not. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I was getting distracted looking at this chick's. Uh, Filmography still because one of her movies she's in is called Christmas Ice Tastrophe. Yes. And it says this Christmas a super frozen object is going to slam into the earth in the middle of a small town and very quickly <laughs> dreams of a white Christmas will turn into a frozen nightmare. <laughs> and that's a TV movie is all I'm going to say. Now so when would you watch that? Would you watch it during Christmas or would that be considered It's got like, Christmas horror? in the name. <laughs> okay, that's fair. a Christmas movie. Okay. I want to watch that i will find it <laughs> i will, I find, will it. find it and i will watch, will it. watch it okay Good. uh so okay. the movie just ends it's over yeah it it's just done. ends that she gets them peck on the Thank kiss gosh. kiss on the cheek we don't get a full kiss which is appropriate because they're not they just like decided that, that you know like it's not like yeah. this isn't a full kiss moment so i guess they wanted to just have a kiss in the movie and didn't feel like at the end it'd be appropriate so they just did a daydream of it earlier but yeah whatever the movie just just ends and it's over and that's it credits roll very underwhelming end and like i mentioned earlier this whole thing with him and drusilla just doesn't feel very satisfying like you're happy for ralphie but like it's not any sort of like you know moment it's not it's not the symbols it's not the symbols in the uh band room moment that i was hoping for you know yeah (laughs) yeah he's driving her and then she starts to like go down toward his lap and he says oh fudge as the credits like (laughs) as as the car flies away yeah grease lightning flies up and takes them into the heavens should we okay uh should we talk about our best performers then before we get into final thoughts All right, good, because we've talked a lot of negativity on this bad (laughs) movie. movie. (laughs) So we should bring some positivity in, and I'll go first, because Kyle already called out my best performer. Yes, I knew it. I knew it. Whoever did the prosthetics (laughs) slash practical effects in the movie, they did a great job, all right? Those lips were horrifying, (laughs) and I will legitimately remember that image for the rest of my life. And that's more than most movies get. So they did a great job making something stand out on that part. So way to go. I don't know your name. I'm sure you're not credited anywhere. You probably were paid like $10 to fucking do it. Yeah. Good. Uh, Celia, who's your best performer? I was going to pick the fish, but I am actually going to give it to the, um, the kid who played Randy. Solely based on the that dentist scene, I thought the screams of horror were really funny, and then when he put the sailor outfit on, I thought that was really cute. But yeah, um, I would give it to Randy. I thought about giving it to Randy, and I honestly forgot who I gave the best performer to until I got there this far down. (laughs) Hold on, I'm gonna get the kid's name. I can't. But that is funny that you almost picked the the fish. Is that what you said? I was the fish fish was so funny to me. (laughs) Just the fish. Um. So the best performer that I chose, I think it's just, 
I think I chose her just because I felt like she didn't do anything wrong. Um, Stacy Travis's mother, I think, just because she didn't oh. do it, didn't have enough. She didn't do enough to that was bad, and I just really <laughs> felt like I didn't really like anybody's performance. I, I think that Ralphie, the actor that plays Ralphie, does he does a very expressive job, and and he is probably a good actor. It's just the direction of that character, I think, really just made me dislike him in in general. And so I don't dislike the actor, just the character. And so yeah. uh, Stacey Travis, I, I'm giving her a, a Christmas turkey so that her husband will Oh, yeah, happy. I forgot to give. So I, I didn't give anything to my... Oh, yeah, what do you I'll guys give? Ralph, I'll give the guy who gave Ralphie the, the spaceship because Ralphie, um, Ralphie got a car... And Randy wants a spaceship, so I'll give him a spaceship. All right. I'll give the prosthetics guy, I'll take him out to a nice Chinese dinner, and he can order a la carte. Nice. He can order a la carte? (laughs) Yeah, he can order, you know, he can order however he wants. Uh, I'm not going to put restrictions on him like (laughs) Ralphie tried to do. Hey, I'm giving you this nice meal. Don't, you know, don't order too much. (sighs) Cool. Okay. Shh. Now that we've had that brief moment of positivity, should we talk about our final <laughs> thoughts on the film? I think we should. Who wants to go All first? Right. I'm ready go. to go. Give it, give it to personally. Us. All right. I will say, to start, I was surprised pleasantly this movie was not as repugnant and crass as I was worried it was going to be. Mm-hmm. You know, I thought it might be like a really immature movie that uses like a lot of like fart <laughs> gags. You know, it just looks like that would be the kind of humor it would go for. Um, but it's not much better than that. It kind of has, like I said, the look and feel of like a bad sketch show or a bad high school play. Um, or even like a pilot to a really bad sitcom about Christmas or something, yeah. you know? Um, it doesn't accurately capture the tone of the original movie or transpose the sort of movie that that one is appropriately. So if that movie is what it's like to experience Christmas when you're 10, you would think then that this movie would be like what it's like to experience Christmas when you're 15 or 16, which it really isn't because it kind of splits focus around the whole family too much and doesn't keep Ralphie's POV like we said. And also his characterization just isn't appropriate to what a 15 or 16 year old is like around Christmas at this point, you Mm -hmm. know? if you want to do it that way, it feels like Ralphie should be over Christmas and should like relearn to appreciate it or something as the movie goes on. Um, It's too broad in all of the performances. Any joke that lands is basically a callback or retread of the original movie other than the dentist scene. Um, I just don't think that there were enough new ideas for Christmas experiences to put on film. You know, it's Mm -hmm. like the first movie did every funny Christmas stereotype already. So then what the hell is there to do in this one other than to retread the same ideas? Um, But it did have a couple parts where I laughed out loud, whether that was intended by the film or not. I did enjoy some parts, not enough for it to become a Christmas classic though. It is definitely going on my naughty list Boom. there it is one naughty what are Celia and I going to put it on naughty or nice who knows I I gotta know uh, well I, I'll, I'll go next I, I mean pretty much a lot of the same thoughts that Scott had I just feel like you have 
there's like those iconic Christmas movies. You've got oh, It's a Wonderful Life. That's all I can think of right now. And like a Christmas story for like to me. And it's just like there's movies like those types of movies you you don't make re- like re- not remakes uh, sequels to because you have like these very chiseled out characters. And it's almost like, unless you're getting those actors to play them again, it's almost like impossible to recapture that magic in a sequel movie um, without, you know, without having that magic. And I just overall, I didn't enjoy it except for the few parts I laughed, but the, they were very few and far between. There was a moment where I turned to Scott and I'm like, are we almost done with this? And we were just 20 minutes into the movie. <laughs> <Good>. um, <laughs> so, um, the parts that were funny weren't enough to save the score for me. So I'm putting on the naughty list. Oh, gas. Too Big shocker. Celia said you... <laughs> You know, you, you mentioned It's a Wonderful Life. I think they tried to make a sequel to It's a Wonderful Life at oh, one really? point. And they were going to have, like, one of the actors who played one of the little girls in it, like, come back and be in the movie when she was, like, 80 yeah. or something. But they decided not to do it wisely. Like, so. if you want to do a, like, I feel like if you wanted to do a good, like, a good sequel, unless they were like, this is going to be bad. We know it's going to be bad, but we're going to do it anyway. Like, do a Christmas story, too, but not have it be about the Parker family, which, you know. Yeah. Could you know that's uncharted territory? So there's nothing like wrong you can do because you're not holding it up to a higher standard. Yeah, there's yeah. a different way that they should have done it. There's probably multiple ways they could have done it. The mm-hmm. way they tried to do it just failed, and so that's like, <laughs> they, yeah. I just thought it was a strange. I don't know why they decided to do the movie in 2012, like as a direct sequel, like 30 years yeah. later, 29 right. years later, which is extra annoying. Make it at least exactly 30 years if you're going to do yeah. it. And I know? don't like. I don't know. I don't think I disagree with the notion of like having a direct sequel with the same actors. I just felt like it was done completely wrong, and like focus on his high school experience. Focus on him wanting like a. Uh, high school yes. girlfriend and like make that the red rider bb gun and make it something more you know just yeah it it's not focused i don't like i've already i've said it multiple times i don't like that the the focus is split between the car and the girl i thought the characters were just way too over the top i didn't i felt like that's mainly probably a somewhat of a directing flaw rather than uh, the, the the actors were all clearly doing everybody was clearly doing over the top and um yeah i it is the director's job to say, Stop. this isn't working, let's <laughs> yes. dial it back. And they did not do yeah. that. He yeah. was like, you know what? I love that everyone is giving like 3,000%. Can you continue to do that through the, <laughs> this entire movie? Which is, you know, it's surprising that this director uh, struggled with that when we know he's made other Christmas classics in the past, Kyle. <laughs> oh, no. Jingle oh, All the Way. No way. <laughs> yes. Is he really the director for Jingle All the Way? He, <laughs> Brian Levant is the director of Jingle All the Way. So. I'm looking at his and his... both Flintstones movies. That's what I saw wow. when I looked. Oh, I just glanced at it. There it is, Jingle All the Way. Wonderful. Okay. Um, it's all coming. It's all, it's all circles coming back. Together. All circles back. The the Flintstones movie. Yikes. Everyone knows those are not over the top though. Those are very down to earth, very subdued, and you know, yeah, cinema. Cinema. Um, yeah, I uh, I didn't like ralphie's character being so extroverted i just felt like you know obviously he's older and kids change but it just didn't feel like i was watching true ralphie you know i don't know um ralphie on the i didn't devil. feel like i was experiencing any classic christmas moments with this movie only just experiencing classic a christmas story moments and that's <laughs> just a 
the problem I had with this movie. <laughs> um, sort of fun in spots, though. I did write that down, and this movie, <laughs> naughty or nice, it's <gasps> naughty. It's it's on the oh. naughty list, and uh, and that yeah. is that. Those are my final thoughts on this movie. Well, Brian Levant, we will be mailing Cole to the director of the film. It's like the movie ended and Ollie was just like, I was like, can we just watch a Christmas story? Like, let's just watch the good one, please. (laughs) Yikes. Yep. But that is the movie. And you know what? Do you guys, would you guys be interested in playing a little game? (gasps) Well, no, I I didn't. (laughs) Just kidding. I didn't expect this. I didn't know this was going to happen. I Nobody told I thought me. we'd do something I'm... different for this episode that we usually do. We always <laughs> well, do a You game. guys never play games. Play. Every, yeah. every episode. We do. We always play a game. If you're just listening for the first time to this episode, we always play a game, and it's always great. And it's great. always great. Just like it's this always something be. that just we like have homebrewed, that... concocted up ourselves. <laughs> cock, cock, cock. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's it's a tradition, as Kyle said. This is Christmas tradition. It's yeah. a tradition to play the games. The games are are uh, yeah, typically goofy. Sometimes they don't work out. But guess what? Tonight is going to be a fun one. I am excited for the game that you two are going to play tonight because little did you guys know, I have with me a time machine. That's uh-huh. right. It's a <laughs> specifically a Red Rider brand time machine, and unfortunately, it only has one function. Right. Are you telling me that you made a time machine out of a Red Ryder BB gun? (laughs) So so it only has one function, (laughs) function, and it allows us to watch the Christmas Story 24-hour marathon, but but in a different time period. So what we're going to do is we're going to watch an entire 24-hour Christmas Story marathon, and whenever a commercial comes up, you and Celia are going to compete to be the first to tell me what the commercial, what toy the commercial is talking about. Oh God! Uh, but don't worry. For, so we're playing yeah. toy history again. Oh, but, yes, it's a little bit. But different. it's slightly different. Yes, it's a little bit different. Um, don't worry. For the sake of our podcast listeners, we're not going to broadcast the entire twenty-four hours. That will not be recorded. So we'll just cut when yeah. the when the commercials come up, and and so we'll we'll do some. I'll have yeah. you cut those. The, the rest of 24 hours. Yeah, I get hours. it. I understand. Okay. Yeah, okay. Can you keep going? Because uh, I don't so, understand. Anyways. Can I just say, <laughs> while Kyle gets ready to share his screen, I'm over here looking at Brian Levant's uh, uh, filmography, and it really is bumming me out that I have seen over half of the movies that he has directed. I've seen eight That's out of 13. That's bumming me out. Every one of them is bad, and I have <laughs> seen awesome. eight out of 13 of them. He did... Jingle All the Way, The Flintstones, Beethoven, Are We There Yet, Snow Dogs, The Flintstones in Viva Rock Vegas, Problem Child 2, and now A Christmas Story 2 that I have seen all of them and would not recommend one of them. Great. Is Snow Dogs different than that one? I hate Snow Dogs. Snow Dog movie. It's like something thinking of Eight Below. Oh, yeah, I am thinking of Eight Below. Snow Dogs is Cuba Gooding Jr. Eight Below is Paul Walker. Okay, never mind then. Uh, So so anyways, guys, I have seven. Five now, dog, five. Sorry. How do I see the screen? You click on the word where it says live. Okay, oh, wait, watch, I click the watch stream. Yes. Okay. So so anyways, I have seven commercials for some classic toys. And by classic, I mean Uh classic to the three of us, a.k.a. we got some 90s toys, you'll have to guess. These are all audio clips because it would have been way too easy to show you the video with the toy immediately. Makes sense. So this is... 
the Red Rider time traveling 24 hour a Christmas story marathon commercial guessing game. Woo! Woo! All right. So here is your first one. So the way it'll work. And we buzz buzzing. in and the whole clip will play. Yep. After so whoever buzz buzzes okay. first will let the whole clip play. And we do and say, then, to be I clear, I say Buzz Lightyear of Star yes. Command. Yes, that is how we buzz, buzz in. <laughs> I am an avid listener. I pay attention to the rules. But some people listening for the first time don't know the rules. It is a tradition to say Buzz Lightyear of Star Command. All right. Are you ready? Yes. Here we go. Here is your first audio clip. Person bald? Yes. A very good question. Does your person have a beard? Uh huh. An excellent. Uh, Buzz Lightyear Star Command. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Buzz Lightyear Star Command. Yep. Uh oh. That means it's not you. So long. Or you. Bye bye. Or you. Toodle. I guess you're done. You win. Let's play again. The fun is trying to guess when you play. Okay, that was it. Okay. Sorry though, it was a whole clip, so there was pauses because I had I didn't yeah. tell you that there were pauses because I had to cut the name of the game out the name of the so, game yes. yeah. who buzzed okay. first because i didn't hear i definitely buzzed way before Celia. okay all right and so scott yeah. what is the game yes well that is the game guess who uh the ding ding game. ding you got it yes you got a point but also celia make sure what? you turn down no i'm just making sure that you know you can turn down the stream kyle's stream volume as a separate thing to his volume so that oh, you so it doesn't play through so that you're well, just so it's not so loud that maybe you don't hear when because I didn't hear anything. Yes, that's what I could tell that you probably couldn't hear. So if you right click on like the video of the stream, there's a little stream volume option that you can turn down. Oh, there it is. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and you guys would probably have to tell me who buzzes first then, because I could I cannot hear because it's so okay. loud. Of my you could head. turn it. You could turn it way down. Okay. You no, know? like because you'll be able like, to. Yes, we can control our own volume. So okay. it was blasting cool. volume when you. <laughs> the hit rest that. of them are quieter, yeah. so hopefully it don't screw it up. Okay. So here we go. All right. Quit. Uh, clip number two. Wish we could go where it's always fun. Six new places to explore. It's the town you've been wishing for. My town will have a burger drive-through, shakes and fries. Ooh, crickets. Nobody buzzed. Nobody's got it. Does anybody yeah. have All right, a Mattel. Does it sound familiar to you guys? I have no so. idea what toy that is, I'll be honest. <laughs> Buzz, lightly or star command. I'm going to just take a wild guess. I have two ideas. I have no idea what it would be. I mean, I'm freaking out. Yeah, it's buzz. Is it something Barbie related. Oh, you're so close. It's not Barbie. It's Polly. Is it Polly, it's Polly Pocket? Pocket. Oh, that was my other one. I was like, is it, it's, oh, it's man, either I Barbie or Polly you. Pocket, but I couldn't remember if you Polly don't give was. Her that I give you like a half point, it. but I just can't. Can I get like, no can points. I get point one? No. Of I'm a sorry, point? you can't. But oof. okay, can we just know the fact that that was my other guess? Yeah, we yeah, all okay, know. But the Mattel was freaking me out. I'll send you a gold star in the mail. Thank you second guess i will, I will be looking for that in the trash <laughs> because she doesn't it. Yeah. all right our third one is actually an old toy a very old toy so i've just given you that hint that this is not just a okay. 90s thing so here we go okay Three. even though you said it was in the I know. beginning I, but okay i, I it's, it's part of my thing you know i, I throw curveballs out there, the window you know? I, say, yeah. okay. I say one thing and do the opposite so here we go 
They're slugging it out in the middle of the ring. And he has a hard drive to the job. Buzz Lightyear of Star Command. And Blue Bomb is black is knocked off. And Block is knocked off. Sure, but you can press it right back on again. It's just part of the action with the world's only boxing robots. The oh, boom! Yeah, Scott, um, what is I this mean, toy? Do you know? That's some rock'em sock'em robots. Ding ding ding! Right there, you got it. Good yeah. job. I had I had no idea until the very end. Oof. It's two to one. I never had. Oh, go ahead. Rock'em sock'em robots, but I had the like knockoff toy from the '90s where it was like. Um, like two martial arts guys fighting and you didn't push <laughs> buttons to make them punch. You like spun a dial that made them spin and like their yeah, legs I would remember flail that. Yeah, the leg and dudes. kick each other in the chest. They yeah. It wasn't very fun. I, I didn't really like that toy very much. I loved it as a kid, but <laughs> My uncle I, mean, had I probably a played with it like twice. Well, currently yeah. in this Rock'em Sock'em robot race, <laughs> Scott is winning two points to nothing. I am knocking her block yeah, off. Your right block's now. about to be knocked <laughs> off. So. I didn't get toys when I was a kid, so you got phones and scooters. I got, <laughs> I got phones and scooters. All right, guys. Our next one. Wait, what's happening? Sorry. Jeez. <laughs> Guess what? Our next one. It's another what? curveball. It's a video. What? You get to actually see this one. What the hell? <laughs> These rules. <laughs> I'm ha I'm just having a blast here. So here we go. I'm changing my windows so you can see this video. Good. And no different for the listeners. They can't it's, see it. Still. You guys can also see the video. Go to www.video.com. You can see it. Here we go. Here it is. You guys got the video running? You see it? Yes. Here sure. we go. What is it's great stuff? Oozy. Oh, uh, Buzz Lightyear starting there. Light <laughs> You can pull it. Make sounds. How rude. Suck it up and squirt it up with a back. Pop it up and blow it up with a inflator. Well, I never. Nickelodeon comes in different colors, sizes, and play sets. Each sold separately. Coming soon from Mattel. Disgusting. <laughs> I love that one. I think, that was yeah, Scott. Scott, you guys were both quick on it. I wouldn't have gotten this one personally, but I figured wow. you guys would. So, Scott, what is this toy? This marvelous toy is none other than Nickelodeon's Gak. Ding, ding, you got it. it. Oh, I would have gone wrong. I couldn't, I, okay, yeah, it's Gak. I was going to say Splat, as I was, but ooh, it is Gak, yes. And as I was doing my research, I was just like, I just love this commercial so much. I have to actually show it to you guys, so. Your censorship was great using a gigantic black yeah. box over the <laughs> oh, whole yeah. screen to cover up the I Gak. Made it, <laughs> I made this, did, put, rip, put all this stuff together in about 30 minutes. It was quick, you know. Quick Professionally with the, yeah, done. With the I appreciate it. You know it. my iMovie tricks, you know. I, uh, I know. I'm aware of your, uh, <laughs> of your process. Okay. <laughs> I love some Gak. I just watched a whole... I watched a documentary about uh, like Gak. 90s Nickelodeon, and it's like a... It's uprising, and Gak had a whole little segment on it. Wow, so. that's cool. Good for I remember Gak. playing with it, I think. It looked fun. The, the commercial's hilarious, yeah. so... That's great. All right. Number five. It's three to zero. So... Celia, Thank you for reminding you've me. You got to get these next three, okay? You've got to. What happens if I don't? You get your block knocked off. So yeah, I'm gonna go downstairs and rock them, sock yeah, and fight you, and punch your head off. Gonna punch if you. you don't get I'm actually nervous just about like Jason. that. I'm actually punching you. So if I if you see me next time, I don't have a head, and you'll know why. <laughs> your neck is just just always back. <laughs> All right, here is number five. 
That's it. That's that it. it. Okay. Sorry. I forgot <laughs> there was more than that. Okay. Celia, <laughs> what is this toy? Um, oh God. Is it, a, is it the, is it skip it? Is it, that is. What it was called? It's a skip it. Okay. Woo. You did you it. Got it. It's three to one. I've got 1.1 points. Celia's no. coming. <laughs> Celia's coming back in the, in the 10th. See, if I would have given you 0.1 points, this could have turned around and you could have. Yeah. But now I don't have that but point one. That point one. So. So my head's gonna, my block's gonna get knocked. You off. could call it a win yourself <laughs> if you it was tied and you also had a gold star, but we wouldn't officially call it a win. You would just know that you would have on the record the books on the, on the made for TV wiki. It's going at best. It's going down as a tie. Yeah, star with an asterisk maybe. Uh, yeah, so I yes. would say skip it is a, a a toy. Now that I heard the commercial, I do remember really wanting as a kid, and I never got one. That's so sad. I think that's probably for the best because it's a stupid fucking toy it's uh, like, never worked right it's, it's, it's like equivalent to no. a jump a jump rope yeah, but it's it is essentially it's like a jump rope with a step counter built in it's like you're the equivalent of it's like getting a kid a fitbit and having them count their steps <laughs> but it doesn't even Christmas. swing well i never saw one saw anybody use it well no and so was no. it celia was this your uh uh the santa claus movie movie moment when you forgot or, or lost faith in santa claaus <laughs> santa claus 2 and moment the- i should say where you you didn't get what you and wanted, then it, and I then I get the you, present or whatever. You, didn't, you you realized that Santa wasn't real because you didn't you stopped believing because you didn't get what you wanted. That's what Mrs. Claus in that movie says, right? Like she has her whole speech. Yeah. Yep. About like okay. a doll or something. Uh, yeah, it's the uh, the baby cries a lot or something or Polly plays a lot or something maybe. My little I don't know. anyway. It kills me that I can't remember it off the top of my head. It may come to me in a few minutes, the, the, but. The classic that is the Santa Claus. I've seen it. I watch this movie every year. That's I, this top we watched five. A, we watched all three of them last year as we, we were did. putting together presents. Yeah. The Santa yes, Claus we did 2 watch is all three. so close to my heart. It's great. Okay. I like the Santa Claus 2 possibly more than the Santa Claus 1 even. I definitely I do <laughs> because the first one just makes me sad most of the movie. It's just a depressing movie. I just like that Tim Allen has already accepted that he's Santa. The end, and he likes Christmas. So I guess it's weird though because I feel like the whole point of the first one is like the casting is like, oh, wouldn't it be weird if Tim Allen was Santa Claus? <laughs> you know, like that's the whole conceit of the movie. Weird. And then the second one is just like, well, we all know Tim Allen is the greatest Santa Claus who ever lived, <laughs> yeah. so that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> so like, Checks like, out. What? I've I've looked into it, and it makes sense. Yeah, there's a crazy time travel right. theory with those movies that we won't go into now, but it's kind of okay. interesting. Well, the third one is a time travel True, movie, but it's, it's even a Cinderella more three situation. Of a time travel movie where he yeah. really was the Santa Claus that was. Oh, I have yeah, seen he, that. Yeah, he was destined to be so t- Father Time set it all up. But uh, we, won't, we won't go into that now because we have Father Time is his boss in the first it movie. Is. Yeah. So it, it does it make is. sense. It yeah. all comes together. <laughs> it's all been micromanaged by the Father of Time. All right. And I did see that there that you see sorry, I, I'm stuck on this movie now. That you see the elves like sprinkled out throughout the movie, like in the real world too. Yeah. Like you can see them in there. So Yes, exactly. The They're all <laughs> watching. They're all monitoring his his movements. Okay, here we go. All Red right. Rider, number six. Put the pieces into the slot. Make the right 
Was it Scott? I will give I, it I to know. him. I don't know. I can't. I, I couldn't tell. I think it was Scott. But. Normally, if it's normally it's borderline on my end when somebody beats me. I was a full I, light mm, year. I was a, a full light year. Judges, light judges year can I get a judge before, call? Yeah. Oh, the judges are saying no. Uh, judges are. Uh, Scott, oh, let me consult with the judges. No, I, are in my <laughs> office. Yeah. <laughs> All right. That kind. I have to answer you, this anyway because this song has been stuck in my head for twenty five years. <laughs> Pow! It's perfection. Put the pieces into the, the game. Clock, make the right I, selection. I have. Had I will that. say that this is the reason why I have anxiety today. <laughs> it's probably from this game. I recognize <laughs> the. I, I would not have gotten this. Just I would have not remembered oh. the name of this game because I. I don't think I ever played it. I just always I've seen the commercial a couple times and yeah, it. I wouldn't have guessed. I it. never owned the game. I think. A friend of mine, I mean, a friend must have had it because I've played it several times, but. I've never played it or owned it. It was probably one of the things I most wanted as a kid was <laughs> per, I, the commercial. I love this commercial. I, I wanted it so badly. I've seen it so many times. I yeah. will say listening to the commercial was just like, uh, me, I was like, oh yeah. my gosh. All right. So now that I've officially made it so Celia can't cheat her way to an asterisk victory, me. I think we move on to the next Cheating. And How yeah. dare you? All right. Here's our final. Do you treat all your guests like this or just me? He does, actually. Mm. He really berates yeah, all I of them. It's <laughs> like uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> they all, they, after the show i will be yelling at you about everything you did wrong yeah they always oh, message me later i'm sure like, i will oh, get my not. my packet of notes yeah 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 they, they always message me afterwards they say they're not they're never coming back so i can't ever come back um here we go number right. seven our last one i can't remember which one this one is but we'll we'll see so we'll find ready? out you buzz in when you figure it out, Kyle. <laughs> I might not win. Who knows? We know my track record with these things. So here we go. Oink, oink. Buzz, buzz. Oh, uh, Spark, buzz like your star command. Make eating fun. When you clean your plate. Then you see their face. I think that's it. Okay. Celia, what is this? Quote unquote toy. Buzz, buzz, zoo pals. Yeah. Quack, quack, <laughs> zoo pals. Zoo pals make eating fun. Good, correct. I and have, that would really suck to get as a cover. Those were plates, right? They were yeah. just like animal It would really suck plates. to get this toy as a Christmas present. Because <laughs> it's not, it's just a plate. I've never heard You've of never this heard of in zoo my life. Never heard. Oh, this was the one. No. I almost did this I first, like, but I was like, well, it's not a toy, so I'm it's got to be last. I was down here bopping to this song. <laughs> zoo pals was all zoo over. Pals? All over the zoo pals. House make I eating have fun. never <laughs> seen these before in my <laughs> so life. Wait, when did they come out? Maybe it was. It was like two thousand two or something. It may have not have been ninety. These are hefty. These are these are just like disposable plates. <laughs> they're just yeah. They're, <laughs> they're just disposable <laughs> plates, but they look like animals. I'm gonna buy. I can buy a pack of ten on Amazon. I'm gonna do that. They're right still now. around. Oh boy. I bet they are. They're probably pretty successful. That's it. This is great. great. That's the game, guys. So I win, right? Uh, I won. I'm so sorry. Sure, you win. <laughs> but this this week, Scott is the champion of 
The Fair Red Rider time traveling 24 hour Christmas story marathon commercial guessing Woo! game. Congratulations. Congratulations. Scott, for winning. <laughs> You've successfully wow. rock'em socked your way to a victory and knocked the block off of your own wife. So, <laughs> metaphorically, you didn't actually do it. Just, I'm, gonna, I'm yeah. treating her like a clutch tonight, I guess. <laughs> Not like a gas pedal. Nice. Oh, that's that. That's all I got. So that's it. That was nice. Yeah. That's it for this week, then, Kyle. If that's it for the game, in which case we should talk about next. We should look to the horizons. Look to the future. Mm-hmm. What What are we talking? What are we doing? What are we doing next week? Uh, well, first <laughs> off, we're doing another Christmas movie, which I'm very excited for. What I know, crazy <laughs> notion that. I'm excited for this. Me one, as well. I, I as well. This is another terrible Christmas movie that weaseled its way into one that I regularly would watch, and uh, regularly, regularly being probably once every three years or so. Probably similar levels of mistletones <laughs> type deal. But um, mm-hmm. next week we are doing, watching, reviewing, exploring the Twelve Dates of Christmas. <laughs> On Disney Plus. What platform is that movie? Do oh, not, there we go. Do yeah. not get it confused. There's a new show, I think, on HBO Max <laughs> called 12 Dates of Christmas, which is just a blatant ripped off from that. this movie. Wow. Blatant. How could it's they? It's the same title. Don't watch that show. I think it's a show. But on Disney Plus, 12 Dates of Christmas. And we do have a guest, correct? Yes, we should have our good friend Mitch back. Oh, yay, uh, Mitch! He, I convinced yes. him to come back after, even after Scott just berated him after the podcast. Was <laughs> he over. said, you, you told him I wouldn't be on notes. this episode. <laughs> yeah, you said, don't worry, Scott's not going to be there. We're going to ambush him, yeah, though. Yeah, exactly. Like, he doesn't, he, yeah, he's going to start recording. That's the best way to actually greet your guests is by a big ambush. Exactly, so. yeah. We don't cater to our guests. Perfect. You know, we're, this is, this is our podcast that you're going to, do what we say. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be exciting for next week. Um, yeah, I, I've seen the movie once, so I'm excited to rewatch it because I don't remember much about it. Um, but yes, in the meantime, though, I'd like to thank uh, Mrs. Cecilia Esmond for joining us on yeah. this week. Thanks podcast. for joining for us. Thank you guys. Yeah, thank you for having me back. I enjoyed it. This is. I will add this to my second movie. My my repertoire of movies I've seen. I can now say I've seen movies instead of just movie. So <laughs> yeah, that's thank you. Wow, that's always a wonderful. pleasure. I'm glad we could help you uh, expand your cultural knowledge with this fine <laughs> film. But guys, that should do it for this week, don't you think? I think so. Yep. Let's pop out that DVD and turn off the TV. If you're listening and you like what you hear, please remember to rate, review, and subscribe and tell your friends. Please remember to go follow us on social media at Made for TV Podcast. That's at Made, the number four TV podcast. Thank you to Chris Ratzbap for our theme song. Thank you to Maggie for our artwork. Until next time, I'm Scott. I'm Kyle. And I'm Celia. Friggin, I'm not on the podcast. Friggin, 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 Bye.